Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things and real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, Captain Jerkbeard, Tom Lavelle, and the man, the myth, the ginger coxman, Brad Richardson. You can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And please like and subscribe so the world doesn't crumble around me. Jalen Dub, are you ready to get this thing started? Yes. He is, I is, we is, she is, they is. Let's do this thing. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working perspectives, exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. Take it away. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I met this guy in 1988 in like Oof, the year of somewhere, somewhere in the summer. I sure. was chilling, having a yeah. good time alone. Yeah. They bring this thing home. Nah. Um, you know, the, the, the dynamic between brothers is, is not easy. And the nope. ones that like, you know, aren't torn apart in childhood and aren't separated by just life itself are the special ones. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You don't always get a brotherhood into the the late years. And it's a yeah. beautiful thing when you rekindle from, you know, punching each other in the face numerous times. Yeah. There is like, uh, there is that point that you reach where it's like, this was my worst enemy. <laughs> that is now like the person I trust the most. He is yeah. the human being I have fought the most. It's, yeah. It's the Literally. most punches landed and blown. Like if you bring up the card at the end of the time, it'll be yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I am uh I am proud of this kid. I uh I love this kid. I look up to this kid. I worry about this fucking kid. Sure. He is a big dumb ape, but he is yeah. my big dumb ape. Yeah. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that, you know. And uh I mean, my experience with him, I'll tell you. I I'll say and we'll talk about it more. I don't think me and Brad got off on the best foot, but then one day it just clicked and we fell in love and we've been in love ever since. And it's been it's been a great ride tell you this guy great ride great ride you know but the, uh yeah especially for people who in our lives like especially with like the you know the gray demographic of you know we hang out with older people a lot of sure. neighborhoods are very 
yeah fluent and um yeah people don't know that we're brothers we don't look that much alike i am tall with black hair yeah, and he is short all. with red hair yeah we uh so we're in uh he's in seventh grade i'm in ninth grade we get in a fight at breakfast one morning okay full blown in the hallway he steals my apple juice and That's, the security guard mm, yeah pulls us apart i go to the disciplinarian oh this like, is at school this is at pembroke oh, okay at 7 30 in the morning you know we wow. got to get there early yeah and uh school breakfast shout out fan of the show listen to the show not a, <laughs> dude the sausage sausage egg and cheese on an english muffin with a hash brown and a fucking aj forget oh. it forget it apple juice had the good sugar content to it oh, you for your day yeah. he just like took it like i wasn't gonna drink it it was yeah. bonkers oh yeah and so i walk into the office the discipline is she likes me i've been there numerous times right she, she is visibly upset and i'm like what's what's up she's like i I have to expel you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you beat up a seventh grader this morning. Like you, uh, you have, to, you're going to get kicked out of school. And I'm like, it's my brother. And she's like, wait, what? And I was like, that's my little brother. And she's like, I just, I literally thought you both had the same last name. <laughs> she picks up her phone. She hands it to me. She goes, call your mother. And I yeah. just, I went, I beat up Brad. My mom goes, okay, why are you calling me? And I'm just like, I don't know. She told me to. And I handed her the phone back. And she's like, sorry. And like hangs up. And she's like, don't beat up your brother. Yeah. Please get out of the room. Yeah. Did you respond with, hey, hands off my apple juice then? Right. Tell us <laughs> to yeah. stop swiping AJ's and we'll be okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, we, uh, so you guys all know my younger brother, Alex, uh, former guest of the show, friend of the show. And, um, we used to, me and Tom used to beat him so bad that his ears would bleed. And he fucking deserved every beating he fucking got. I'll tell you that. Anyone that knows Alex knows I'm telling the fucking truth. All right. But yeah, like, no. yeah, not a, not, like 90%. Uh, I, would say I look, I'm not gonna lie. I took a little teenage angst out on the kid. Sure. Like, agree. But 90% of them were very well deserved. I was well in my means. Right. Right. You know, I never reverse roles. Yeah. 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 No, my, and plus, too, you know, I, we've all, you've also been on the other end, the receiving end, right? My sister was 13 when I was nine. That's a big age gap for kids, especially because girls develop before boys. So she was already like, like, like becoming like a young adult. She took a blanket put it over my head, grab me by the back of the head and slam my face into a pillar in our basement. Right. And for those of you listening, you won't be able to see this, but that's why my nose does this. Right. And it's been, it's been doing this for a long time. So yeah. Old uncle Mackie, Maddie's got a crooked nose. Thanks to, thanks to my fucking loving sister. We, uh, we put him inside a sleeping bag one day. Love he it. was being mouthy, you know, we stuck him fucking... inside of his Jurassic park sleeping bag, zipped it up duct tape the top of it and then just one two three it down the stairs <laughs> and like in that moment once i let go like reality set in of like what we had just done i was like he, he's dead yeah i killed him he's yeah. dead inside a sleeping bag and we just have to bury the sleeping bag yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah of course he's fine you know what we used to do uh shout out dr jeff hartman fan of the show listener of the show great dude we used to like put sleeping bags on the stairs at his house, right? Like, like straighten them out and put them there like pads and we could hook them on like the railing. So they would stay in place. 
then we would get pillows and we would ride down the sleeping bags because they're like the nylon on the outside yeah we would ride down them on the stairs on the pillow and it was fucking time babe it was a time that's good yeah a little hurt a little, little bruise on the tush but it was fucking worth it dude we were flying down those stairs nailing the front door it was great so yeah so we've talked about this guy enough um let me tell you something and i'll scream it and i'll yell it and i'll talk about from the fucking rooftops we grade this show by the caliber of guests that we have on it and i'll tell you man we're just fucking hit dinger after dinger after dinger when it comes to the great guests on this show so when brad said he's a listener to the show he's already been a guest on the show with the end of round table part three the next generation then he's so when he decided to come on i was super happy to have him here so brad thanks for coming on and before we get started i would just like to ask how do you like your cheetos crunchy or puffed okay so i have listened to this question and i do believe you are unfairly uh discriminating against justin because the term cheeto encompasses and encapsulates all cheese snacks you don't call a hot tub a jacuzzi. It's the same thing. A Band-Aid is an adhesive strip. A Cheeto is all doodle snacks. Now, the answer for Cheetos is crunchy. Right. But there's nothing wrong with a puffed cheese snack. I'm not and I do agree anything wrong with that it. a giant... <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, for Cheetos, it's crunchy. Yeah. No, and what were you but saying? Yeah, you, you're beating them up. Nobody, I'm the only person. I mean, our, our stepdad would bring like the 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 Costco size like barrel the ball, the, of uh, the ball. cheese balls. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. No, dude, I'll tell you this. I don't have anything against the puff. Right, I don't have anything <laughs> against the puff ball or doodle. Nothing against them. Right, <clears throat> Love but but in comparison, there is no comparison. Crunch is always better. Right, and. Justin has only there's only ever been one person to say puffed on this show. One person. And I've and, only ever invited one person on this show. <laughs> and he said puff as well. Yeah. yeah. Who's this? Uh Had, Hadfield. Yeah. Perfect. Fan, friend of the show, yeah. former <laughs> guest of the show, former co-host of the show, Mickey Bats, Mike Hatfield. Yeah. So, yeah, so either way, so, yeah, crunchy all the way. We do have to think of a new question because, I don't know, Justin, it's just, I'm, well, what, I'm the only we, puff ha boy. Well, we have to find something that we disagree <laughs> on, like, vehemently, right? Like, when I, I had, mean, we do on this, mm -hmm. we are separated on this. It just turns out everyone else is on your side. True, true <laughs> but this isn't, I don't think the world is really, like, when I would bring, when we were talking about the Bohemian Rhapsody before, right? Like there was, it was adamant that either Shake or Pete would all like they love the movie, right? And it's a garbage fucking shit movie. But you're indifferent about that. I would like to say yeah, maybe I'm we could passionate. find exactly. You're not passionate about the puff. You're not I'm a, passionate about yeah. the ball, right? You're passionate. I mean, in a way, not as passionate. Like it doesn't, you know. It turns out with these numbers, I it looks like I am passionate because I am the lone man on the hill for right. puffs. Sure. You're riding the puff. You're riding the puff <laughs> dragon all the way. I mean, down. we do have to we have to find at least two more people that prefer the puff. I mean, we can still ask the, the puff question, but I think we should come up with another one that something that we disagree on, you know, we but we have to. Yeah, on. we have to just discover what it is. 
you know, I don't know. Maybe we find out you hate Indiana Jones or something. That is just not never. Nobody does. Never ever. <laughs> if you do, then go back to fucking communist China because we don't yeah, fucking just want you. Go All right? right back to Germany. Yeah. yeah, you fucking North Korean piece of shit. All right. If you don't like Indiana Jones, get the fuck out of here. All right. Yeah, but it has to be something along those lines. Something just outrageous. But you know, topic for another time. I mean, I don't like iced tea. <laughs> like the actual really? drink or the wrapper? the drink the wrapper like tea no i mean i'll do it i'll do a hot tea drink coffee i do coffee do espresso tea is is a thousand times better than coffee have you had everyone else can eat my ass have you had (laughs) have you had turkish coffee is that where they uh you like boil it and then the water comes up and you wait 10 seconds and you Uh, boil it again it comes up i believe that's a french French press. press yeah yeah I don't French know shit press, about coffee. Dude, I can't handle it. French press will give you a fucking anxiety attack. That shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Right? But Turkish coffee, that stuff puts a uh, pep in your step in your ass in the john, baby. Let me tell you. So, nice. Well, uh, young Bradley, thanks for coming back on the show. Like we said, you've been on the show previously when we did the uh, N-Dub Saga Roundtable series. You were on part three, The Next Generation. You had a great showing. Mm-hmm. You told a story about when you committed art or were you convicted of arson and, you know, all that fun stuff. All right. So we got a lot of shit to go over and I want to start from where we start. And that's the beginning. So uh, like we said before, old young Bradley was born and raised in the dirtiest of dubs and dub North Willie, North Wellington, North Kakalaki, North Wales, a.k.a. and dub. Uh... He's a hundred percenter, aren't you? You uh, you came straight from the hospital to North Wales. Yeah, that's right. Really, you too, Justin? You guys are both hundred no, percenters. I, I was technically born in Abington and lived in Abington for mm. six months, and then came to North Wales. Brad's a mm. Brad's a full bred. Wow, pure breed. Man, there can't be too many of those, right? No, there's some. If... A lot of the youngers, like yeah. you know what I mean. The elders but... get brought in, and the youngers get born in. Yeah, I was surprised by how many uh, North Wales guys didn't actually grow up in North Wales. Yeah, from listening yeah. back to this, it was, it was like, oh shit! I think yeah, like Zeblum, Zeblum yeah. moved in, and yeah, and then uh, well, Steve, Steve, even was Liam, there. Liam too. Yeah. yeah, even Liam, like that and one surprised me. The Zeblums, yeah. I remember when they moved in. Yeah, like yeah. I, if you would have asked me, I'd be like, Liam has always been here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. He was one of the old heads, but yeah, and, and soon to be on the show. So nice. So let's keep it moving. So you're born and raised in North Willie. You went to North Wales Elementary. You did public school K through 12, right? Uh, so I want to go over this. So you started playing sports at a young age. Soccer was your jam coming up, right? So that's, you that's played right. soccer as a young fella. How did you like it? Uh, I had fun with it. I did enjoy it a lot, but uh, my heart was never in the game yeah sure i was uh i was distracted by other things basically like i'd have fun playing but uh i'd lose interest and just start like chasing the cute girl who wore number eight i can still remember to this day yeah i remember every game dad would be like yo you started off great you're focusing (laughs) you're hustling and then all of a sudden you're just running after number eight and that's really all i cared about in that game yeah yeah (laughs) and then yeah a couple years in the msa that was yeah. fun. The Montgomery Soccer Association. I was, was in great. the MSA. It was a great time was, to grow up. I was Hell a Mustang. Yeah. I was a Hell Mustang. Yeah. That's right. Go That's Mustangs. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the MSA was nice. Yeah. 
And I think we've all, I think we've all, you know, spent half of a soccer game chasing around the ponytails as a kid. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's right. I mean, honestly, we're really foreshadowing your later life as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then you would get into middle school. Did you do any sports in middle school? No, none of that. No, no, I wasn't. And so the, so the problem uh, with being the younger brother of Justin and growing up in like uh, the greater North Wales area is when you're around such athletic and talented people, yeah. if you are mediocre to mildly talented, that just gets stuffed right down. Yeah. So no like, cares. for example, I would play Justin, my dad and I would shoot darts all the time. And I'd be like, why are we even playing this game? Because like it's it's the competition level between those two and me was so separate. When I stopped playing with them and went out on my own and started playing, all of a sudden I'm winning games, building confidence. And I'm like, oh shit, I've been good at this the whole time. They're just <laughs> yeah, significantly better. Unfortunately. <laughs> so to the average yeah. person, right. Yeah. So uh had I learned that younger in life, I probably would have done more sports, but didn't yeah. pick it up in time. You got Gretzky'd. You know what I mean? You got Gretzky'd. What are you going to do? Right? I mean, so, yeah, on the cricket board, that's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, nice. So, let's keep moving then. So, you went through, like, you did middle school in North Wales, but then you would go to Souderton, right? And that is why, correct. why would you end up going to Souderton when, like, so, like, you would move. So, We've talked about it before, Justin. Uh, you've said that like your mom lived in North Wales, and then your dad left. And when he left, he became a born again Christian. And then you would move to a couple towns over to this area called Satterton, right? And you would go visit him. And we've told stories about it, like playing war with the kids with the real good guns and all that fun stuff. So, but Brad, oh, oh, hell yeah, that you, was would have, you would eventually go live there, right? And then subsequently, because you live there, you would have to transfer schools. Right. So why did you end up going living with your dad a couple towns over? Uh, so as previously discussed on the end of saga round table, next generation. Yep. Uh, podcast platforms and YouTube at Perspectives <laughs> Podcast. I had a little fun with my friends. You can listen to that episode for the full story. Yeah. But uh things got a little hot. <laughs> things got a little out of hand. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, basically at that age, I was kind of seeing <laughs> uh, where I was going and yeah. that maybe some people can't handle the fire as well as others. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to do well in this environment. And yeah. that was definitely like a wake up call enough for me to be like, I think I need to I think I need to I think I need to change the scenery. Yeah, I think I need to kind of start fresh and like. <laughs> avoid this path that is uh seemingly looming <laughs> and yeah. certain uh you know that would catch up to me later on in life but uh it was it was a good reset button for me yeah no and and probably necessary but it's smart that you saw that though you know what i mean it's oddly mature for me right but like was there like I remember I kind of had like a come to Jesus meeting like that as well at times where it's like, I can't keep hanging out with these fucks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I like them. They're my boys. I mean, one of them specifically, we were arrested five times together and it's just like, I don't like, I love them, but it's like, we just, our parents were just like, Hey guys, just come on, cut us a break here. Maybe don't hang out so yeah. much. 
you know, and that's just like, that's how stupid shit would happen. You know what I mean? So you were just like, kind of like wanted to avoid that scenario. Didn't want to get in any more trouble, kind of had your fill of the bullshit. And you're like, look, I'm going to get a fresh start. I'm going to head over here and, you know, just start my reign as king of Satterton. Is that right? <laughs> yes, more or less. That's exactly how it went. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so from, from, uh, from growing up in, or whatever, from dad living there and us going every other weekend and Wednesdays or whatever, when it happened, I'd met enough people that it wasn't just like, it wasn't a blind transition into okay. a new school. There's enough people I knew. I had yeah. friends out there in the area anyway. So I at least had like some linchpins to go and uh, yeah, yeah, just decided for like a different path. And you know, it, it was, it was a cool, it was, it, it was great. But it was funny just like with how intense North with how intense North Penn was, like walking into Southerton, there were still like obviously like tough guys and intimidating people, but like the entire attitude was like you're just a bunch of softies. This is gonna be easy. Yeah, yeah you, yeah, you it's, went it's from a like ton of federal penitentiary to county, basically. To kind of. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, at least I like that's that's how I like lied to myself and like walked in with enough confidence to be like, all right, I can do all right here. Yeah. and uh yeah it was i mean it was a cool enough school i guess you know it's high school and all yeah it was yeah, fun yeah. though yeah and uh you know i guess it turned out all right i would say so i mean you ended up did yeah. you, and you ended up graduating from there yes i did very good very good so yes. you graduate high school right and mm -hmm. uh when did you start playing music um it would have been around it was when i moved in with my dad um, okay. so I had, I had an interest in, uh, piano and played that a little bit as a kid, but lessons weren't working. I ended up doing better with that instrument, kind of learning stuff on my own and, um, drums. I could tell I was just kind of getting a gnash for, uh, okay. so I could, I don't know, I could just feel myself starting to hear it. And then I would just kind of like practice on my, on my knees and with my feet and listen to a song um really so by the time yeah so uh completely self-taught um My and by the time i bought a kit i could play it because i had because to me i don't have like the uh like i can't sing i can't okay i don't have like the musical ear but it's sure. pretty easy to it's pretty easy to hear what note is being hit on a drum kit that's the foot that's your that's a cymbal that's a snare drum these are toms so to me it was like something i have like the musical ability but it was like i can hear what's happening in this instrument so i just kind of started teaching myself to songs bands i liked and you know i wasn't good when i got the first kit but uh it was it was enough where it's like i, I know what i'm doing here and like i can i can see where to go and uh yeah so that was about 15 15 okay. years old when, and when did you get your first kit 15 yeah okay and your dad let you have a drum kit in the house that was and that was like a selling point he's like all right i guess the kid's gonna live here he's not gonna be happy about it and you know i kind of wasn't but uh yeah he let he let the kid go his favorite thing to do which was so irritating justin you know his sense of humor on that is so i'm up there playing and like anytime dinner's coming up he would just book it upstairs and like fling the door open and scream 
because I'm in the zone, I'm playing, I'm focusing, and all of a sudden this figure just comes like flying in, and he would just scare the shit out of me every opportunity he could. So, <laughs> would you have, would you have like <laughs> headphones on while you're playing yeah. or something? Okay, so like you're yes. like not even noticing, and he would just like take any opportunity to fucking scare the bejesus out of you. <laughs> yeah, that man would come Which, in. You know, for, yes, yeah, he, he was a big. He's quick man. on his. He's quick yeah. on his feet. Nimble yeah. He's quick. Uh, well, yeah, speaking of that, remember the last belt beating we got? That was uh, that was the most that was the most nightmarish, like you know when you fuck up and then yeah. like it's too quiet. Yeah. So uh so one of our grandparents, I think, maybe like Karen's parents or something, were getting rid of like a, a full-size bed. So when you're growing up on a twin, which is actually like should just be called a single. Yeah. Like when the bed doubles, it's like, yo, this is the biggest bed on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is we immediately day one, it's like, all right, we're just going to do stone cold stunners sure. to each other left and right. You have a new so bed. We're just practicing. We have yeah. almost yeah. a full size wrestling rank at this point. Yeah. It, yeah. We're I living mean, like for our size. Yeah. yeah for it was amazing. What we're used to, especially at that house. So at the, at mom's house, I did have a, a full size bed. It was probably the matches you were conceived on, and I had that. But at all at dad's house, I would go back to a twin, and I was a tall child. Like I would go back to dad's house on the twin, and my feet would hang off the bottom, and my head would touch the top, and I would lay there at night and be like, "I hate it here." <laughs> but but we had bunk beds, and that made it cool because like I yeah. did have like a fort. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, yeah, the bunk beds were sick for a while, uh, we, but basically yeah. like. The, the energy in it was like, holy shit, we can do this all the time. And it like, it was fun to do the stunner. It was fun to get stunned. Sure. It's like, all right, now do it to me. It's like, all right, yeah. now I'm going to do it to you. And yeah. like, we're just laughing, having a great time. And then all of a sudden we just hear, Wah! and we're both kind of like, ooh, <laughs> we broke the base of it. And that's like, we heard the snap of the bed break. Oh. And that's when it's like too quiet in the room. Yeah. And then we just hear, it's like, oh, uh, fuck. You can hear his footsteps as he's coming up the room. And it's you hear like him up. ripping the belt off, too. Was <laughs> no, he, he but I saw it and I was like, snap. oh, nah, he wasn't that much of a showman. It was more about like, let's get this anger out as yeah, quick yeah, as possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jesus wants this <laughs> anger out right away. <laughs> yeah, you broke the bed. I'm going to whoop your ass. Jesus, Jesus wants it. Yeah, dude, uh, that was bad. <laughs> I know. I yeah. remember this. The last one, I he like hit us with belts and stuff, and I was older, obviously, then, yeah. and I laughed at him, yo. And he beat my back with that belt. Yeah. Like I laughed yeah. at him for hitting me in the butt. And I was like, that doesn't hurt. Can I like <laughs> you please stop? And he like beat like my lower back with it. I was like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I was like, this is stop. <laughs> what was the I have, worst? I learned something that day. Belt. I was like, never, yeah. I was like, never tell them that it that it doesn't hurt. Like it does nothing for you. Yeah. yeah. That's funny because I learned that I learned that same lesson, but from mom. So uh in our house on Third Street, uh, you know, we've got these like, you know, you go upstairs, it's a pretty tight hallway. Like it can't be more than three and a half, three, three feet, like maybe. Like you you know, if with the seven people that lived in the house with one bedroom, like you got to like shoulder shimmy to pass each other. You're not getting two people side by side of it. And, you know, 
God knows what I was doing that day. You know, mom throws a whack out. And this is like the first time I'm like two inches taller than her or something. Yeah. So like now I'm the big man in the house. Like yeah. what's up? And that's when I just kind of like a hmm. She, she loses it and she just starts kicking me in the shins. Ooh, I have to like, I'm like, I'm walking backwards as she's kicking at my feet. And it's like, I'm not going to hit her, but I'm like, mom, stop. So I'm literally like prancing backward, trapped in the <laughs> old as she's just taking shots at my shins and that shit hurt. And I was like, all right, don't, don't laugh at mom. Yeah. Our uh, same thing. Our bathroom was long and narrow and mom would spin her rings so they faced oh, towards you God. and she would just swing at you and back you into the bathroom <laughs> and you would get stuck against the window and you'd be like stop stop stop, stop. <laughs> jesus and matt as a trained fighter good, yourself yo. she has no discipline to her smile so there's nothing you could predict it was a complete whirlwind so there's no like there was no pattern there was no it's yeah. like you were going to get whacked by it eventually it was just a matter yeah, yeah. of time i'm Sometimes six foot one dangerous yeah. ones I'm six foot one. This is a five three mm-hmm. Irish woman just coming <laughs> at me low. <laughs> and she's shin kicking. If she gets the back of your tricep with her <sighs> fingers, she'll just Ooh. pull on it. She yo. She can pinch. Raise her fingers. And she'll get no. the tiniest piece of skin. Yeah. And it's like, yo. And she's deceivingly strong for how yeah. little she is. Did she pull hair too? <laughs> no, she would never go for hair. No. Mama never hair. ears. Like, so our, our stepfather. Which uh, we'll get to this later, I guess. But he was an ear and finger poke man, Ooh. and the finger poke puts a different sense of God in you. When a man yeah. can hurt you with his index in your rib cage while yelling at you, mm-hmm. you gotta like hold tears back. It's yeah. hard. Rib cage? Oh yeah. my god! So he would bang. I got him. get up the oh, throat. the sternum like there. Yeah, yeah. he'd start getting he, up um, on you as he's yelling. My my so dad I, was I had that, on so, the the clamp on the back of the neck. On the, on the, uh, the like he would he would do your whole neck and it would just uh, paralyze you. You're like, all right, we're doing whatever you say. <laughs> you know, his shit was his shit was brutal, 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 brutal. But what were you gonna say, Brad? Uh, Mike Bull got me got me with the uh, with the finger poke one time, and it was. Mike, was, your your oldest stepbrother. Oh yes. Okay. No, no, uh, our, stepfather. Our oh, oh, okay. Stepfather, shout out Mike Bull, fan of the show, listener of the show. Um, so we are up in that same hallway where yeah. the shin cakes happened, and tight quarters. I I just and Justin will support this gladly, but uh, I never knew when to stop talking. Yeah. I just always wanted to present my case. You so now you don't understand account, why right? I fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, so I'm like mid speech defending it. Mike pulls out two fingers and goes right there. So I'm Ooh. like, well, you don't get how I go. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, it's like whacking a dog in the nose with a newspaper. Cause oh. like everything in me stopped. I was like, you know, like, like it reset me. He I was, was just confused. Like, it out. kind of hurt, but yeah, he just yeah. it would <laughs> shock you. And it just—I was like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess we're done. Yeah, I guess you don't need to hear my side of it. It was a whole <laughs> different, it was a whole different tactic. Our father was a big man who was intimidating, so he would yeah. be like, Arr! but our stepfather would get very angry, and then he'd like. He would just shock you. One time he grabbed me by my ear and drug me to the steps. And like, uh, I'd never been pulled by my ear before. I was like, oh shit. Like there's no, yeah. there's no 
side talking when you're getting pulled no, by your ear. You get, no. you get jabbed in your chest. There's no preparation for it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it coming. He, he knew how to mix you up in a way that you were never prepared for. So I know how to like face. Man. They'll get you. Yeah. It's the Ukrainian blood. <laughs> it's good. It's a good variety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he use the belt too, or is he all just no? No, just, no, 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 no. no. It, that was literally the most. That was the most physical yeah, he the ever got. And he he wasn't going to. That is the belt. patience of a saint. Yeah, that is the patience. I mean, of a he's. Saint. All, well, I'm sure no, Dave if, and if, those if, guys had a different side of it, right? Like, because yeah, they were his actual kids. Right. You guys were steps. That's so right. He would exactly. let your mom do like the heavy lifting and just step in when she needed you, kind of thing. Yes, he he played. He walked those boundaries very well. I think. Yeah, yeah like that's, if, if you. That's a good yeah. thing, though. Go ahead. He goes. would yeah, absolutely. No, say, yeah, he'd be the type. He'd be like, if you challenge him, he'll fight you in the backyard. Like yeah. he wasn't putting a belt mm. on. He was like, oh, you want to like we'll fight. You want to be a fucking man? You want to be a <laughs> yeah, fucking like, tough guy? No. Yeah. With those no, with those terrifying bald eagle eyes, like no, you can tell <laughs> like there's a falcon, there's a predator in those eyes, and it's like okay, like there was only one time that i ever challenged them and my mother stopped i remember there. that and i was so th- i like i was down because i had thrown the gauntlet down there's no backing down at that point but like mom yeah. separated and i just left and she i was saved like, your life i thought you were dead he would have beat the <laughs> shit out of me and How he old was were so you? i was 16 but this uh, he was ready he, he'd been waiting yeah 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 you might have been younger i, I feel like you I don't, were just, yeah i don't even think i had like 14 yeah yeah woof woof Ah, yeah. broken homes. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna? Well, <laughs> Some of my fondest memories. I'll tell you now, as a dad who has to discipline, I don't know, man. Like my dad would use the extension cord and the dog leash and like all that stuff, and it's just oh, like, yeah, yours I, is a step up. <laughs> I don't know, like I, I don't know, man. Like I've had to spank my daughter, and it fucking killed me. It absolutely, like, but it needed to fucking happen. She needs to know, like, you cannot fucking run in the street. Right. You yeah. like this is shit like you do, you don't go near the fucking stairs like there's no fucking joking here. When I you say in this tone, you need to fucking listen to me. And if I need to smack you on the ass so you fucking realize that, then that's what it fucking like. That's just the, the them's be the fucking breaks. Right. So I don't know, man. But yeah, I don't know. But but also like I we're boys. It's fucking different. Right. Yeah. Like if it's my sister, like my mom would smack my sister and pull her hair and like that's like whatever i don't think my dad really never did that to her but for a boy it's different you have to be harder on them i just think that's just that's just what it is you know what i mean like you fuck it we need it because if they don't we're just gonna roll all over them you know what i'm saying like they like we all needed that kind of tough love otherwise it was like because i remember when my dad left and my mom tried to lay down the law we're like good fucking luck (laughs) you know what i mean like she one time had the belt right and she was like yelling at us and all this stuff and she's like i'm fucking living and she went like this and hit the bed and we fucking lost it laughing right and the whole thing ended because it was like she fucking like hit the bed and we were like that was nothing you know like she it was like she like grazed it and we we're like mom come on come on you gotta swing a little harder than that you know so like i don't know there was a point after a while she knew like but then we also kind of had to like police ourselves at times too. Yeah. Where, you know, yeah. like our I mom was a bit, yeah. Our mom was a bit more of a, like, just like you could respect, like she would like, if you really did it, she would set off. Like, and if you yeah. set her off, you're like, you know, you're in the, it became like the, not only am I disappointed, but I also, you made me hit you today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, there was eventually points too where like I think my mom wasn't striving for she was just striving for harmony from everyone. Like, look, you can do this, you can do this. These are some of the rules. Like, don't if you're that's like, you when know, we got like, older. Yeah, she yeah. got to that. She's like, I will always love you no matter what you do. Yeah. But you are doing dumb shit. Yeah. And I will keep showing up to whatever court appearance or to whatever jail cell you need to be picked up from. Yeah. But you're dumb. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that actually makes some sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now that you put it that way. When you put uh, it like that, yeah, I'll, maybe I'll knock it off. So uh, for those of you listening, we have just been joined by Captain Jerkbeard, a.k.a. Tom Lavelle. Tom, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm good. Sorry, sorry about being late there, fellas. It's all right. Yeah. Things happen. Some How's it going? Bullshit. It's good. How are you? I'm okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> now that everybody's here, I didn't know if you And I'm gonna... glad your moms beat you. Like our mom. No, yes. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling the I'm livid story. I'm livid. Yeah. yeah. I'm livid. I'm livid. Yeah. Brad, you look more familiar now that I see you. I'm like, wait a second. I know this guy. Yeah, we've uh, yeah, we've crossed paths uh, a few yeah, times. A few times, yeah. Right. It's been a while. Yeah, but I'm like that guy is familiar. Yeah, how can you? You can't forget the ginger coxman. So, mm-hmm. all right, so let's yeah, keep it going. The dog leash cracks me up though. <laughs> dog, uh, dog leash is a new weapon. Mom will get us with a barbecue spatula. You ever no, she'll get you with about the biggest barbecue yeah, spatula I guess that was you've ever seen in your life. Like a comical it's one like, that hung on the wall for like yeah, decoration. Like, yeah. Would hang it on his door and I'd be like, if you come out of here, I'll beat your ass with this. So <laughs> Justin, if, you, if you recall, if you recall uh, so mom would do laundry up in, well, she would do laundry for the house for a while. Uh, Justin's bedroom window faced our back porch. <laughs> Okay. So we had, uh, you know, it was a, it was a small deck that maybe go three, three steps down to like the lawn area. Okay. Justin is sitting on one of these very flimsy plastic, uh, Rubbermaid deck furniture. Yeah. It was a Rubbermaid yeah. chair. Yeah. Patio furniture. So he and I are out back. We're hanging out on the deck. Everything's fine. And he's just like leaning back on it. Just kind of like casually. We're just talking, whatever. And then like all of a sudden, the legs on of it on the back end start skipping down the stairs. So like he's leaning back so far. And now I'm watching him like, no, because <laughs> I can see him going down the stairs, like about to whack his head because it stops on like a concrete pad or concrete pavement before it goes into the lawn. And I'm like, yo, now from my mom's point of view, her two sons are out back hanging out and she sees one go flying down the stairs on a chair. So I'm worried about my brother's life. Meanwhile, mom comes out and I'm like, oh, thank God you can fix this. But she comes out with that barbecue spatula and she starts beating me. You're going to fucking murder your brother. Are you insane? What the hell are you doing? I'm like, mom, there too. Just like the rush of emotions from like, no, to hey. She automatically assumes the devil. You know, she assumed the worst. Which. I mean, you know, yeah. most times she would probable <laughs> cause. She had probable cause. Sure. That's I right. Me- That's I right. remember our mom used to threaten with she had like this, it was like a spaghetti spoon kind of thing. It was like a wooden spoon that had like prongs like, on it. Yeah, prongs on it, and it was for like like getting spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. She was threatened with that a lot. I don't know if she well, no, she used one wooden spoon one time. So Alex was lucky, right? Because at, when, when when you got hit at our house, it was oldest to youngest. But everyone, uh, yeah. no, 
no mm. matter what happened, everyone got hit, right? Like if everyone was there, if it, if it was like a thing where everyone was involved, it doesn't matter whose fault, who did what, everyone got hit, right? It was kind of like a, like a, Hey, if you're all going to fuck around, you're all going to get it, right. Kind of thing. Even if you weren't involved. So everyone would get hit, but it would be oldest to youngest. So there was times, several times where like one time I got hit and fell over, right. That broke it up. Alex doesn't get hit. Then another time <laughs> I got hit and burped. Yeah. Right. And it's like they Al- hit the burp out of them. It was hilarious. <laughs> they hit the burp out of me. Alex. Tom had already gotten it. I just got it. Alex fucking lucks out not getting another one because they broke up the room. And then another time, the fucking paddle broke on me, right? Yeah. And Alex then... I want to say Matt's broken... A, there's a couple spoons have been broken over Matt, to be honest. Yeah. So I, I would say definitely two, possibly three. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I know See, that, that's rough because... Yeah. Go ahead. You get the beating for whatever you did wrong, but then you're also at fault because she has to buy another spoon. You're like, well, you didn't have every to time, hit me with it. Every time Matt she was, sees that spoon, she remembers. It was comic. Mm-hmm. Re- Matt was like, for some reason, and maybe this Matt, this might be a theme of your your life. It was, it was just so funny when Matt got hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it broke. Into, it broke the tension a lot. We'll yeah, say. I did know. Like, there was some times where you're like, all right, maybe like let's fucking clean this. You know. There was some times like, all right, good. That kind of was better that that, that happened because this was going off the deep end. You know, that would be that would be Brad. So it would get ugly, and then Brad would be the last to be punished, and like he'd be the most obnoxious because he wouldn't shut the fuck up, and he'd like have to eat alone on the stairs, and like it'd be quiet and awkward at dinner, and then you'd be we'd all be eating. Brad'd be alone in another room down the flight of stairs, and he'd be like, "Can I come back? <laughs> I'm sorry," and like we'd all start giggling at dinner. it is funny like when you're getting in trouble and like something is like it's just like you know one voice just sets it all off and i think that's oh yeah i don't know if we like if we were like searching for that because like that is a high you know what i mean when when it's like you're you're in trouble and you're about like you're getting your like the shit's coming in and then like there's like just like a a line or something that like cuts it all (laughs) and it was like we were constantly searching for that, like, you know, pushing the limit. And then you just kept like, well, what else? Like, you know, oh, man. I remember Matt, the honks story was the greatest when <laughs> you had to honk the horn. <laughs> so there's two stories I want to tell. One, um, we were at our house. A night at the Roxbury was way over the movie and the yeah. soundtrack was way over. Do you guys remember the movie Night at the Roxbury? Yeah. Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan, Molly Shannon, the, you know what I mean? Right. And like, there was a whole SNL thing. What is love, love, baby, don't hurt. That that movie was really, really big in our house. Right. And um, there was, there was a guy in there. I think it was uh, Joe Totoro played him, but he played like the big shot club owner guy. Right. And uh, he would always say to Colin Quinn, Hey, did you grab my ass? Did you grab and Colin Quinn? Be like, is that Sir? a Bronx Tale guy? No, it wasn't. I don't think it was Chaz Palminteri. I think I it was Chaz Palminteri. Maybe, maybe no. it was Chaz Palminteri. I'll have to look it up. But either way, he would say, like, you know, for, sir, for where I'm standing, it's physically impossible for me to grab your ass. And that was like his thing. He would always say, like, hey, did you grab my ass? You know what I mean? To everybody. So one time, my dad was like freaking out, like yelling, like, and he was like, get the fuck up, like, get the hell upstairs. 
You know what I mean? He's like, I'm going to be up there in a minute. And I'm walking up the stairs and he's like red hot mad. And I'm walking up the stairs and I just go, dad, did you grab my ass? And he fucking <laughs> lost it. And I was like, all right, we're in the clear. Funny's working. Let's keep it funny. <laughs> but Tom, he's go sweet. ahead and tell the, uh, the honk story, if you will. So uh, I'll set the stage where our parents, my dad had just left. Parents are recently divorced and like, you know, my dad is like coming over to the house after leaving and they, they do not really like each other. So go ahead, Tom. <laughs> and our dad, I mean, we got hit. We got hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we got hit. We were getting hit a lot. So yeah. uh, they're arguing outside. But like I said, it was this thing like we were like trying to like, you know, like, like, you know, I think for some reason in our family, there was always these stories. Like our dad would tell these stories of like when he got in trouble when he was a kid and my mom and this and that. And so like, I think we kind of wanted to create our own stories. I don't know, but uh, he, they were out front arguing and Matt had to go to a game or something, a baseball game or something. Yeah. He was running late. And so like, he's sitting there running late. Well, I realized my dad had a cell phone in the car. So I call the cell phone and he picks up and they're like in a heated, argument like yeah. you did not want to go around this like no. you're like this is bad news and i go yo matt honk the horn <laughs> like to tell dad like to hurry up right? <laughs> and he's like he's in the car and he's like no 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 i can't do it i'm like fucking honk the horn Dude, I'm he, like, he was like he had like he was I, hot i talked about before on the show he had like a resting tension where it was like he was like b- b- like boiled over was like status quo so like the fucking the quickest thing and he was going and I was like, if I honk this fucking horn, not only is he arguing <laughs> with my mom right now, yeah. but he's going to fucking lose it. And so, eventually, so but we know how crazy, like we know how amazing it will be it will if he be does honk the horn. We're like, oh be- man, if you do it, if you do it, so Matt's he, if in the do car. It, he could legit have a heart attack right now. He'd be that fucking mad. <laughs> he's on the phone, right? And he reaches over and he honks the horn and my dad like runs over to the car opens the door grabs it's like ah, 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 like starts like screaming and we're losing it in the house like we're watching from the window we're like hysterical laughing like we can't stop laughing and he's like grabbing him and he's shit like and he's yelling at him and he throws him back he's in the like, car who the shuts fuck the you door think you are? yeah yeah you know, like yeah you fucking honking door, at me right and matt's in there and he's like now he's like hunched over like fucking asshole i should honk the horn whatever so he's in there. Now they're arguing again, and now it's even more hot. Yeah. So I call Matt again. I'm like, honk it again. So he's sitting there, and he's like, no, no, I'm not honking the horn. I'm not, no like, way. I'm not doing it. I'm not Wasn't doing, doing it. it. So I, gra- I make a sign that says honk the horn, right? And I go, and my parents are standing there. There's a window right there. So I go, and I go to put it up right next to my parents' head, honk the horn. I fucking break the window. The window's <laughs> broken. The glass goes shattering out. They come to the sign. Like right on them. It's like right, right on like them. right next to them. And so then they're like, what the fuck? And they like go in. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So <laughs> I'm like sitting there. My dad comes like, what the fuck's going on? You know, like this. And I'm like, ah. I was like, <laughs> Matt's late for his game. I was just knocking on the window to tell you he's got to go. You know? And then they're like, then, thank God. They were worried that hopefully, like, I didn't cut myself. They're like, did you cut yourself? Like, what's happening? And my dad, like, in a fit of rage, just leaves, goes out the door, 
gets in the car, slams it, and, pull, and pulls off. And I'm like, oh, my God. I thought I was going to die. I was like, oh, no, I was in trouble. What did you do with the paper? That's, that's well, I guess it's already on the outside. I don't know. I love the commitment to making a sign. Yeah. <laughs> From phone call to like immediate like I, right I, here. I wasn't. I was trying to break him. I was I trying to get him to laugh. <laughs> I you stopped know, answering the he phone. He stopped answering. And he's like, fucking bam. Yeah. Was, oh. I was excited because I knew yeah. the sign. See I knew because we're watching him from the window. And so we're just trying to get him to crack. It's almost like on SNL when you're trying to get the other yeah. member to, to laugh. And so like he's like committed. I'm not honking. He's pissed off at us because we got him to honk the first time and he got yeah. his attitude out. Yeah. So like we were like, we got to get him to do it again. Because if he would have honked the second time, oh. who knows what would have happened oh. that time? He probably would have been like the fucking car. He, he might have been... rode you over. He might have drove you over with the oh car. Oh my god! Before we uh, <laughs> before we get out of Brad's adolescence, how many glass tables, glass coffee tables, did you break, Brad, as a kid? Over what? eight, under thirteen. What we had a uh, we had a know. wagon a, a wheel lot, one. A lot. It was a big wagon. There was a, there was a series of unfortunate There's events. So many. So we had a. And wagon Mike was wheel. always so proud of his <laughs> tables. He's like, look at this beautiful thing that I'm gonna adorn our new living uh, room. With. When you say Mike, you mean your stepdad, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, correct. Sorry. So okay. he, you broke the original one. He came to the house with. We were playing the lava game, and it was one uh, of those coffee tables where. It's a, a big rectangle, and its okay. beginning is glass. The end is glass. Middle is wood. Okay. We're playing the lava game, and I dead. I watch Brad go glass, glass, no wood, just skips the wood oh, and boy. shatter, shatter, and shatter Mike Bull's coffee table that he showed up with. My mother has this. My mom goes on this weird Southwest kick in like I don't know 1997, where like all of a sudden our living room becomes like Southwestern theme. None of us have been to fucking Arizona in our lives. There's like a coyote. Yeah. Coyote stats hey, everywhere. Arizona tea was cactuses. big, babe. You know, who knows what this woman's up to? Yeah, we have this big wagon wheel with a huge piece of glass in the middle, like to cover the whole, almost the whole circle. That's the table. It's the whole coffee table. Wait, wait. Yeah. So, okay. So, wait. The it's a wagon a wheel, wheel that's like on turned its side. up, turned on, on its side, like facing yeah, yeah. up. Yep. Okay. And the glass is covering the wagon. Covering all the spokes. You know, big sheet of glass. Uh, hold on. Before we talk about this one, Brad, was there an injury from the previous glass table? Yeah. Let's get eight I walk away eight. from everything completely unharmed. You must have like no the skin problem. of a rhino. That's incredible. <laughs> well, uh, well, my feet are exceptionally prone to damage. Yeah, yeah oh, I, uh -huh, I mean, I've never wore, <laughs> never wore shoes in the summer. Um, our stepbrother would oh, like constantly right. call me. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was that kid. I'd run on asphalt. I can run on you, rocks. Yeah, you I'd walk over glass. We lived alley. across the street from a bar, and I didn't wear shoes, and never an issue. Damn, I've got, that's... I've got leather feet. Dude, I you? sent you for penny candy one time and you came back empty handed and you were like, I got to get shoes. And I was like, what the fuck? Dude. Oh, yeah. No shirt, no shoes, no service. <laughs> you tried yeah. to walk yeah. into the forest. I can't be bothered. Yeah. I, I still don't like him. Yeah. No, my uh, <laughs> Jay Bowers, fan of the show, listener of the show, former guest of the show. Same thing. Dude, he had an alley behind his house. They would eventually pave, right? And it was like fucking jet hot blacktop in the summer. It was like you could feel it through your shoes walking on it. And he's fucking just walking down it, no problem, on bare feet. I'm like, I don't fucking, hey, 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 dude. You know, like, it was hot enough it would give you fucking blisters. And he's well, you, just no yeah. sweat. You so know? when so it's real like, hot, you want to get off the black asphalt? 
and onto like the concrete on the sidewalks because yeah, it doesn't absorb as much of the heat from the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grass heard, is a great safety. Easement. I heard you like jumping on the black ass. Well, yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't hear that, but it's just the line. I had an opportunity to jump on it, and I did. So back to the wagon wheel coffee table. So it's a a wagon wheel <laughs> facing up. With so glass we touched it. on you like in a jump on black ass falls <laughs> back to the wagon wheel now yeah speaking <laughs> of asses the this wagon se- wheel um this segment can yeah, go so- on for 15 minutes <laughs> how many coffee yeah, this, tables this kid's broken i mean let's do it but basically this is like the the, the new pride of the living room like it, like weird stuff would happen they bought, like a giant room. giant purple couch that was like horrendous and uncomfortable like why now we have the wagon wheel table. So at this age, you know, it's still, it's all still young. Definitely elementary school this age. I'm um, so in you, the hobby your first, of your first table was bro- you broke your first glass oh, table in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, I did all this before like eight. So, so but above coffee tables, like the amount of like my stepbrothers would freak out because they would come over, you know, every other weekend. Some would funnel in and out. The amount of Comcast TV remotes me and Brad mm. have shattered in fights is yeah it's in the 30s like i used to when i would walk home i would see the comcast what would happen when you would break all this stuff well so eventually (laughs) (laughs) but the war like like, yeah let's try to not yeah you know you would get up so we we kept a good faith rule of you don't take the remote into the kitchen with you the remote stays in the living room. And it was a good faith policy. And I am the oldest. I am the latchkey child. So, like, I come home. We do what I fucking say until mom shows up. And yeah. so I got to make a sandwich. We have three minutes in between shows. We're watching blank, you know. And I go in. I come back. He's changed the channel. Give me the remote. Ooh, war starts, ooh, you know. Ooh, ooh. But then, like, I would start to take it in the kitchen. I'd be like, this is we shouldn't have to live like this. We don't have to yeah. live like animals where, cause then remotes would get lost in the fridge. Uh, remotes uh, would get lost like in weird places. Yeah, you're hiding the microwave and yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you'd be yeah, like, where the t- fuck is the remote? And you'd be yeah. like, I'd spend 45 minutes like couch cushions underneath oh. the coffee table. Oh. Then you got to start searching the kitchen. You're like, what are we doing here? We're living like animals. Cause there's yeah. five of us in here, you know? Yeah. And so it also, becomes time frame, Justin, I'd be willing to bet this all happened I'd say we went through, I mean, 30s and 10s. Six to seven Those is not Xenon unreasonable. Those Xenon ones would snap in our hands yes. when we would wrestle with them. Those zones were trash. Okay. But this is also probably the course of a summer or maybe two summers. So there okay. was a time where, you know, mom had to go to work, school's out. He and I would go to the Boys and Girls Club for a while. Justin hits, like, the mature age of, like, 11. And mom's like... <laughs> You can start watching your brother. And I'm like, yo, like, ma, I want to live too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It was the age where, like, he's starting to go through, like, puberty and stuff. So I'm like, yeah. hey, you want to hang out and play Nintendo? And he's like, hey, you want to shut the fuck up and go kill yourself? And I'm like, <laughs> all right. I guess yeah. uh, I'm playing Great World age. Combat by myself today. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, we're going to have your brother babysit you this summer. Ooh. And, yeah, so it's like, it was, it was a nightmare. So every fight... And it's like, you know, he'd walk out and then, like we'd change the thing. And you'd be like, all right, don't put anything gay, you fucking. Right. And I'd just take her <laughs> right at the back of his head. Oh. Whacking the back the one time. That's how that one shattered. Oh. I, I watched you shatter it in your hands where, like, I think I peed a little bit. At that time. I was like, oh, my God. Like, 
that's going to be <laughs> like I woke the fucking dragon on this one. Oh boy. So, yeah. okay. So, Han, uh, let's get back. So, remotes also a thing, but the glass coffee table. So, we're on the wagon wheel, glass coffee table. Yeah, so, basically, what happened? I'm, I'm at an age, I decided to pick up the hobby of dominoes. I don't know why it happened. Yes, I had like this cool, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I had this like little binder book. It was stacked with a bunch of dominoes, and I just like built little houses. And like, I had like, I had like, like a theater building up like this thing was stacked up nice it was like perfect and i was like right at the end like about to even it up and like put like the precipice on it okay and lost the focus stumbled it it all shattered and i just went fuck <laughs> and palmed <laughs> and just just like a uh like a, a judge like an axe jab. handle smash bam it was right here i just went fuck so uh, I broke the table. Mike comes running in. First, he's like, what'd you say? And then he's like, what was that sound? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. R.I.P. It was a great table while it lasted. All okay. three weeks, probably. So the wagon wheel is Kaputski. Then after the wagon wheel. So so you're two for two on coffee tables, right? <laughs> Just, right. Do you have the, another? I mean, one? I think I think that was it. The last one is it. the last. No, the last one is my favorite. We've now moved out of North Wales. We're in Hatfield. My stepfather Brad is living at the parents' house. Oh, he's the only shit. child living there. My stepfather <laughs> buys a brand new, fifty-five inch TV. He's never had a flat screen TV. He's so excited. Yeah. He asked Brad to set it up for him. Yeah, he's standing out back looking upon his backyard with it ready for his TV to get set up. And all of a sudden <laughs> Brad shatters the whole fucking glass table. Oh. We were setting the TV up on the glass table, by the way, which was terrible. Advice How, anyway. was, was this one of those? So a lot of this is being that was like, uh, dude, it, the flat... it, was, it was the Vizio boy. Oh, all right. it, this so it wasn't been... like it was that heavy. Like, cause the, Tom, I remember your first flat screen. That thing was fucking heavy. You know still what I got mean? It. I still yeah. have it. You do? Yeah. Does it still work? Yeah, it's in the sunroom. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, but yeah, but that thing was like heavy. Like, dude, we used to have a 32-inch box TV that we loved, but that thing was like 70 pounds. It was a heavy TV. Was this, but th uh, you're saying this flat screen, not that heavy. Uh, no, it was, it was definitely manageable by, uh, by yourself, but the whole thing was like, it was being set up for failure. Where I'm like, really, you're going to put it on like this glass thing over here? And he's like, oh, it's the only thing we got. I'm like, okay. And I actually don't remember. Ex I'm pretty sure I blocked out the details of this because yeah. the <laughs> just how horrific the nature of it was where it's like, holy Christ, again. And at this point, I'm in like my late teens. And it's like, it's still happening. Just still shattering glass in Mike's house. Like that poor, poor patient man. The one pro of the break in this house was this is the first time we had a hardwood floor in the living room okay so the cleanup of it significantly easier because you're going to find glass and carpet for a very very long time oh yeah oh yeah so nice all right well good you know shout out we shout had out. a we had a glass break before matt that Ooh, uh that was all that was matt was <laughs> in one room and we were arguing about something I threw a shoe. The shoe went over Matt and it hit the China cabinet. China cabinet and busted the window in the China cabinet. So we were like, what are we going to do? Yeah. 
you know, mom's going to freak out. She's coming home. We decided to just take the glass out of, just clean it all up. The door, we cleaned it all up, took all the glass out, threw it out. And then shined up like the other nothing one. Nothing happened. Yeah. Clean the other one. I mean, it must have been six months later. We see our mom standing there, like putting her hand through. <laughs> She's just like, hey, where's the window? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't know, mom. And we would, it's not like we weren't eating dinner in there. She saw it a thousand times before then, but I guess she just, you know, thought it was really clean. Yeah. yeah. Is your mother Kids Irish? Clean? No, she's, we found out Italian, Italian and German. My mother Good kept enough. a China cabinet too, and we were animals, but like nobody ever got near the China cabinet. Oh, we like knew. She, yeah. My mom used to take, cause like, trouble. Nobody in my family has lived very long. And so she would take us around like when we were kids and be like, look, why, you know, because now we got nine people in the goddamn house. She's like, if I ever pass away, this is the only things that are fucking valuable in this house. She would like point at the China cabinet like that, those three plates, those two cups and all that silverware in that drawer. That's the only thing that's worth any fucking money in this whole place. (laughs) And uh, nobody ever got near the China cabinet. Thank God. Like she would always like we didn't mess around in the dining room. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, well, it was from the living room at that, you know, <laughs> the yeah. shoe came from the living room. It was one of the, you remember how you, I thought you like flicked it off your foot. You know how like you could flick the shoe off your foot yeah. and send it. I think it was one of those time. And, uh, but either way we knew like, dude, the, the China it just cabinet, hit the bottom corner. It was uh, like just the bottom corner. And I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Fuck. That's when it went from like, this is, uh, this isn't, this was like, this is an everyone problem. Yeah. We we're all, yeah. This. We're all coming together here. We used to do things too. Cause my dad was away a lot and we used to do things. And my mom was legit like home with four kids by herself, like a lot. And we would do things Not till like six like 30. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was like, we got get- home at like three 30, three 45. And we had a three hour window of, nothing Nothing. but we yeah like my like and like my sister this was the worst thing ever they'd given my sister a key to the house right and she wouldn't come home she would go to swimming practice and no one fucking gave us a key to the house so legit it's the middle of the fucking winter we never locked the door though we never locked the door and then apparently this one day we lost this happened a bunch of times i know but uh, this this time in particular yeah i have a house now in a regular neighborhood which the houses aren't even as close as neighborhood i, I grew up in the house i grew up in there was me brad three of my brothers I, I can't imagine how many times my neighbors saw kids climbing in and out of this house not through the front door because like at a certain point like if you were locked out you we didn't have cell phones you just climbed yeah. onto the second level of the house and opened a window yeah. and one of the windows would be unlocked <laughs> if it wasn't your bedroom it'd be someone else's yeah and well, you would eventually start snowed. actively like keeping certain like unlocking yeah, windows that were locked that. before so you would know it's like all right, i gotta get the- but this is probably yeah. gonna come up again so i'm gonna leave this one open today yeah we would have a side door and i'd be real good about like unlocking that like at late at night and then, like, I would sneak out one way and then come back in through that door. Yeah. Well, yeah. so I could climb up into my bedroom right above that side door. Yeah. You have to bring them, me up the, the patio there. Yeah. yeah. It's an old Victorian, but, best. like, when you're a kid, like, it, it feels like 45 feet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah, 16 yeah. feet to this second story. Like, you could have, <laughs> you you just... we probably could have just jumped down and it would have been fine. But, like, when we were kids, it was like, 
you're like shimmying up a, a old pipe <laughs> like the climb oh, yeah. was up. <laughs> like, i'm up to stuff we you guys knew you've been to our mom our our, our parents house where yeah. we had a balcony and that was like the that was like the exit you know like we would go out from up there and and head out but eventually it was like you know it, eventually like that's when we were really young eventually it would just turn into like a revolving door and everyone went everywhere and no one cared kind of thing <clears throat> but yeah the, so the old swamp fox claims he has a, a series of lower back and knee issues from the Dude, balcony tumble off that balcony yeah I, I witnessed a couple and it wasn't a tumble so like when we were kids, dude, like Tom, how would you, how high would you say well, you guys have all seen it? How high would you say the balcony was? Like ten feet from the backyard? Yeah, probably we, a little more than that. I remember like what's a what's a basketball height? Ten. Yeah, basketball height. So I'd say a couple feet higher than that. Maybe yeah, 30, it was probably that twelve. 13. Yeah. But when we were younger, we would legit jump off of it to the ground, right? And we didn't do it a ton of times, but there was enough times we've done it, right? So like and, and but then eventually I was like I'm not fucking doing this anymore because like you did it in the snow to be honest I don't think we I did I, I did it I, I did it in the snow but I remember doing it in the summer as well but not a bunch only a few times and like it not being great and uh but like I remember eventually one time I'd land and I'm like and like you'd feel it like in your like back and stuff I'm like oh that didn't land right and I'm like. 11 i'm like oh we shouldn't do You're it. basically going off the top of the cell <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so but um so then but bell we he's like 20 or no he's right yeah he's probably in high school right and he fucking just jumped off of it and landed wrong like he landed on his feet but when he landed it like oh like jolted his roll. back and he just fucked yeah, yeah. roll got to fall into it fucking roll yeah he just he like guess his all his vertebrae just went together <laughs> and he just yeah ever since then he's been uh he's been that's up shit you that's yeah. on you bell yeah no one forced him to do it no one forced him <laughs> you know but yeah so that's uh yeah that's that we would do dude that balcony was the best we would do a ton of shit up there I but Either way, so there, oh, a ton of weed, booze, you know, other things. Valentine's uh, Day, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Valentine's Day. You 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 alluded to that on a show previously when we told the story about being on the roof shooting paintball. But um, yeah, one time I was I was dating this girl, courting a young lady, courting a young lady, and so I had put a mattress on the roof. And then I got a bunch of candles and I lit the candles around the roof, right? I blindfolded her. Then I carried her up the, the ladder onto the roof, right? And I had a boom box there with batteries in it and hit play. And the song that played was when a man loves a woman. Yep. And then, uh, you know, we just hung out under the stars. Oh, no. Hell yeah. Unlike that, our house had so many people in it. I don't think I ever brought a girl to our North Wales house because there was so many human beings in such a small space. There was no way you were pulling that off. Dude, I remember. It was like, on nature, baby. Yeah. We always had people at our house. I mean, I, good so a good house. You had to find the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do that. But we were spied on if not, you know. We would but we would like mom was kind of cool with letting us have girls sleep over at like a young age. Well, at some point she knew like 
she couldn't stop us from doing it. Like I I was literally a senior in high school and I'd be like, mom, I'm going to run to the gas station real quick. And I wouldn't come home till like four in the morning and I'd be drunk as shit. Like whatever. I was like, I don't give a shit. And so she was, she's like, I got to pay the bills. I'm going to work. Don't like, get arrested. <laughs> did you guys have uh did you have central air or, or the window no. units? Window what? units. Window units. Yeah. We had fucking fans. <laughs> That's how so That's a window in, unit. In the <laughs> summer, window well, most of the rooms condensed to so there was the parents' bedroom, my bedroom, and the living room. That was it. So anybody who wanted to piled into my room and slept on the uh, like either slept on the bed or the floor. Like yeah. Bradley would either be at the feet with Kalua or yeah. on the floor with D Bill. And then anybody else just sweated it out with fans upstairs. And then the parents had a AC unit. So like in the summer as well, like you would try and bring a chick over, but like maybe like well, the basement. Was, we was all like hang four in rooms in this house yeah. that aren't 106 degrees right now. Yeah. We yeah, had our basement uh, was yeah. like filthy and haunted oh, and not it, suitable uh, for public. I outgrew our basement in 1996. I was too tall for it. <laughs> yeah. It was built for Irish people in 1907. Yeah. We had a sweet basement. It yeah. Was it was, nice. was a war zone. We had a, a boxing bag. We had all kinds of wild ass tools. We had well, all that. Our machetes. Our were down there. Yeah. Our, our stepfather brought in like all these <laughs> machetes and swords and shit. Me and Brad would like go down there and sneak in there and be like, who the fuck is this guy? I mean, <laughs> it was the that. coolest. He just oh. get fucked up and go to the Renaissance Fair and then just come home with anything you find. Like <laughs> that. Mace down there. I'm a dude. I'm yeah. liking your stepdad more and more. This is fucking yeah. awesome. Oh, dude. I mean, he's the man. I found way cooler shit than what I could talk about, but yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, we had. I mean, our eventually our room would be. It was me, Tom, and Alex all lived in the same room. And it was the air conditioner wasn't there, but it was just three mattresses on the floor. And we had like a TV against the wall that had it was a as a combination VCR TV combo, right? It, TV VCR combination. I think it was like a 13 inch screen. We fucking yeah, probably smaller than the computer you're using. Right now. <laughs> it definitely was definitely. But yeah, we rode the fucking wheels off of that thing. But yeah. So you get even, a different, yeah, you, no, I'm sorry. You get a different bond, like spending those nights without right. internet and cell phones. Like we, me and Brad would play 20 questions for years together. Yeah. We would do too. Like we would all like, we, you would also know, like if someone had like a girl in there, you're like, all right, we're like, just make sure you get like, cause I would keep like my weed and stuff in there. I'm like, all right, I'll get that out of here. And it's just fucking, you know what I mean? And like you, you know, and if you walked in on someone with a girl in there, you would kind of just like be like, Oh, all right, time to go. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So it was a whole thing, but, but then eventually dude, I don't know. I, cause like, like that's one thing I like, I know like, like I had buddies that like families were, you know, things were like more well together in a way, but also like, I remember my one buddy saying, he's like, dude, you would have sex with blah, blah, blah. So much at your mom's house, like all the time. And like, Oh my God. He's like, I never brought a girl back to my mom's house ever. And I'm like, oh, well, that fucking sucks for you, buddy. <laughs> you know, but, but then also it's like, you know, we had stuff stolen from the house and like, we would have big parties there that would. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And like, I remember one time this girl, we were having a party. Right. And it was uh, Pete's buddy. His name was, uh, God, it was Tommy, right? was his name. And he was from, like, he w- he grew up with Pete in the Northeast. Then he moved to, like, down South. And then he came back up for, like, a couple weeks in the summer. 
and was like hanging out with us and Pete and like he brought his buddy Jeremy I think his name was but either way they come up and like we're all hanging out and like Pete has a sister and Pete's sister had some friends that were who is and so the Pete went to like his sister's like hey do you have a friend for Tommy tonight to like hang out with and she's like oh yeah I have a friend and this friend was like a total hua right and so we're having a party at the house Tommy gets this girl right and they go upstairs and like like they're like in my room like hooking up and doing all this stuff and Tommy comes back downstairs and he's like yo I need to talk to you real quick and I'm like oh fuck me like and when you're a kid at a party and this thing's happening you're like oh god damn it so I'm like what's going on man and he just straight he straight up told me he's like look I'm hooking up with this chick right I'll have to cut her name well I won't say her name I'll tell you guys off air but he's like I'm hooking up with this chick right and I fuck her in the ass and she shit all over your bed and I'm like oh motherfucker so and then so I went upstairs and I'm like god damn I think I kicked everyone out of that party you did you came came home home and and you were pissed everyone get the fuck out yeah (laughs) you were pissed I remember I think I think it was doll or someone like got fucking like you know drank too much scenario or someone did someone got like sick but were you there justin that night maybe i don't know but either way fucking yeah i dude i remember i took the sheet and that tommy kid was there and i threw it on him and he was like oh motherfucker (laughs) he was like dude can i shower and i was like yeah yeah do whatever tell her if she needs a shower you can do it too you know what i mean and i just like had to clean it up and like do whatever but it was dude yeah fucking partying his kids what are you gonna do and then pete pete named that girl for the rest of her life was called the unipooper <laughs> yeah it's what are you gonna do but all right so let's keep it moving we kind of got off track a little bit um so you would graduate so the wagon there was a wagon wheel <laughs> There was a wagon wheel. So you broke tables. Yeah. yeah. I broke them all. So let's give me a get... table. I'll break one today. Did I'll you... do it right now. You Did won't you... do it. Break a table right now. A I'll do it right break. now. Break it. I would... so but it I... needs to have value to someone else. Yeah. Uh... It, it can't matter. <laughs> or else I'm not interested. <laughs> right. Right. You need to shatter someone's table and their heart at the same time. Yeah. Got them right. So I was so I want to ask you guys this question. So um, I was talking to someone at work today in an office and I asked him this, what if everyone in the office took $500 out of their like one, like a year, like say if there's 400 people in your office, everyone takes out $500 and it's a year, like once a year. Right. And that $500 goes towards employing someone that can be used to punch and kick and beat whenever you're some, something angers you in the office. Right. So say you're in the office, someone's an idiot and they mess up and you can't really do anything about it. You can call, you know, punch bag Jerry. Jerry comes up to your desk, lay him out and he takes off. He's got full medical and dental benefits, all that stuff. Right. But like instead of like uh, forcing your anger onto the person who actually messed up, you take it out on, you know, the whipping boy and then you're good to go. Do you I mean, I'm just saying, right, like how positive of a workplace would that be? Are you that angry at work that you want to yeah, say, say that that sounds like a negative workplace to me that you're yeah. hiring someone to punch. 
<laughs> is that the definition of punching down? Here, you, you're Matt, not what? smart enough to do any other job, so I'm going to hire you to beat the shit out of you. What? Yeah. Uh, what? How many people are in your office? Uh, I think there's like 400, 300, or in my office, I think there's 200, but then there's the home office, I think is another like 150. That's a hundred thousand. Is that a hundred thousand dollars then? And then 200. And then there's another, I think it ends up being like 400 because there's three off the three offices combined. So they're getting $400,000 a year to get punched by anybody. I mean, that means they're getting punched multiple times a day. Possibly, yeah, but, some days, but some days they could not get punched at all. He's going great. It's true. Hmm. I mean, if morale's up, yeah, you're probably going to do well. Are there like sections like is is kicks to the nuts? Or is so that this a, is what I thought. I was like, you should designate it where it's like you have three headshots a year. You can do right. You can For do five hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, like three. You can three headshots a year, like. Dude, if someone has to stand there and you well, fucking listen, I gotta see the I gotta see the person. You know, someone Do you want to abuse, abuse this person. You're spending five hundred dollars a month. It's in, not a month. It's a once a, a year. year. A year. Yeah, you're spending five hundred dollars a year, and you know, little Susie that's a hundred pounds is spending five hundred dollars a year. I'll take her five hundred. You can keep yours. You know right. what I mean? She right. could hit me, but right. I'm not trying to get a full on knockout punch from you know. I got to look at the people spending because then for you, I'd be like, hey, yours is 10 grand a year. All right. <laughs> you know, like I'm not, you're not doing this for 500. Well, I mean, I'm like, like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have a broken jaw. It's possible. Yeah. For way cheaper, you could just talk to somebody like once a week. You know that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll or just do like it over Zoom. Stuff. It yeah. was just an idea, guys. I'm not, you know, no, trust me. There was a I'm time. I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm a normal guy. I don't get angry. <laughs> not me. Uh, I mean, just, there was a point in time in my life where I would have a thousand percent taken you know, up on that idea. Right. So instead of saying 500 talking, years seems pretty cheap for a I human do. punch bag. Cause even that, the member the Mr. Slam that like came out like in yeah, like three know, early two thousands. No, that thing let it? out a lot of stress. The, the fake upper torso guy that oh, was yeah, a punching yeah, bag yeah, yeah. with yeah. the base that felt so much better than a regular punching yeah, bag. Why not just buy one of those? Just be, I would bite it. You elbow bite. it you're biting it you were biting it what if you get, what about stabbing right what if you get like if you paid 10 grand you could stab someone a human i don't i don't think i'd ever want to stab i don't want to stab yet. anyone yeah. all right i don't want to either guys there was a point in time there was there was one time this. you want to spend money to do it i would never 10 yeah. grand come on you know i'd rather do with 10 grand it's a stab company someone. thing it's a group experiment right it's just team, building, team yeah. together to, to murder one guy a year come on how about a team murder how about a team murder one you know, team murder a year hey we're gonna you know what Let's tie someone to a pole and we'll burn them. What if we'll like, burn them? What we'll if it a was little... a death row? What if it was a death row in me? A stoning, right? A death row in me that this is a possible option, to right? Go to in, their family. Instead of so instead you... of doing like instead of being Look, on I'm death not row, stoning anyone. They're locked up in an office and this not is what with actual know, stones. Like you'll get someone. Yeah. So right. we're going to replace the American judicial system with a gladiator's coliseum. Well, no, I'm, I believe that's what you're suggesting. Get, they don't get to fight back. No, an execution. They don't get to fight back. Oh. They just get to be beat up by anybody, you know, that pays their deductible. 
if you want to execute somebody, if I ever end up on death row, I 1000% want it done by firing squad. I don't want that fucking lethal injection bullshit. Give me a blindfold and a cigarette. And one of you just shoot me. I think new Hampshire still is hanging. I think is their uh, form of execution. I'd like firing squad. Is that that real? I believe so. I someone yeah, has why to, can't you choose how you die? You know, I want firing squad. I want the sig. I, want the blindfold. I would say like well. eight bullets right through the fucking. If you eye. you know, could you imagine if like public hangings were still a thing? Do you think crime would drop dramatically? Right, like public I, I, hangings is wild. That if I get hung, I do want it to be in the desert though. On a tree. Yeah, like, you know, like I mean, if we're going with, like, the, the Western desert. theme of it, like, being hung in the forest just sounds depressing. We're getting on a weird topic. Yeah, do you want really to so, stab anyone else? Or? Uh, so let's keep it moving. Um, I want to. How get much into, would you guys pay to stab somebody? I'd eat human <laughs> flesh if they served it to me, but I don't want to stab anyone. I mean, if we've all eaten Chinese food, we probably have. So. I mean, um, definitely had pigeon. Yeah. Wait, oh, you definitely had eat- cat. You would eat human? I think I would. Like, if you told me where it came from, where it was sourced from, and what, you well, it, does it matter? Is it a part of the body? Matter what race? Like, no, not at all. But like, some guy was like, "Hey, like, I'm gonna die soon. I got good flesh, you know, in my in well, my, in my what if it was? I think like, I could eat a leg. Yeah, I'd what? be like, this I is human leg. leg. Maybe this not a storm. Consensual no human flesh. What if it was like a Samoan that had like a ton of gristle on it? Sure. You know what I I'll mean? take any race. I just as long, as, long as it's prepared, right? Human, I'll try. <laughs> Put some barbecue sauce on that. I'm not yeah, anti-cannibalism. Yeah. I yeah. would have pan seared. I wouldn't would want a dude. I wouldn't want a dude like I want. You I want a dude nice. like trust me. Young is want a better meat. You know, I would. I mean, honestly, if it's got the Chick Fil A sauce on it, I'd fucking eat anything with that shit you know what i'm saying Ooh, you can legit try it i'm not crazy so yeah sorry so let's keep it moving um, human being so uh so. brad would you would you end up graduating from temple no no okay. <laughs> i'll drop out baby yeah what a transition I, <laughs> so, I think i might eat a human being so uh brad did you graduate from did temple? you like college was it so, was it suitable for you so I want to talk about your first job. You worked at, uh, you were, you know, you. I guess Justin is talking about this place. You worked with your dad, right? This is the place. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah. Don't say. So the basically, name. as soon as we could get like uh, working papers or whatever, yeah, uh, he'd bring us into the shop, and we started off there. It was very, very mundane work. Uh, yeah. I hated the smell of the place. It stunk. We'd have to get up so early. It smelled like oil and metal. And it just oh. like you walk in and you'd be like, mm. and it's it was dark because we'd always go in early. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, obviously he wasn't setting us off with very like complex tasks or anything like that. However, um, the characters in the place were definitely hilarious. Uh, you know, I believe in the area that we worked, myself, uh, Justin, and my father were the only three white men really directly in that place. Um, it was, so basically it was us and then all Vietnamese employees. Wow. Very friendly, very friendly, very interesting. Uh, they'd all work on. So what's wild though, too, is thinking about, uh, so this would have been when this would have been very early two thousands. Okay. And every single employee in that shop ripped cigarettes right inside of it. (laughs) 
And it's, it's like long it's, darts it's, the whole time. Like and all day long. And it's like we would go on like lunch breaks and they'd all just be like screaming and yelling and smoking and eating and playing cards. And it's like I was very fascinated during the lunch breaks. Just like what the hell is going on in there? Because they'd be speaking their native tongue. I wouldn't understand it. It just sounded very loud, but like it was it was just hilarious. Just the gambling, smoking. <laughs> Eating noodles and then right back to the machine, dude. I um, my I've been like to like I've gone. I remember going in to get like a, a gift certificate at a nail salon, right, for my wife. So you get like you know for like a gift or whatever. And I go in there and I go up to the counter like, "Hi, how are you? How can I help you?" You know, like super nice. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I kind of just get a gift certificate." And then all of a sudden it's. We got that! And they're like yelling to whoever they're talking. To. I'm like, whoa, like, what is go? Who are you mad at? Right. And they're just like, it's just, I don't know. I guess it's just, maybe it's just how we perceive how they talk. They could just be talking normal, right. but we think they're like ripping someone's head off. And I'm like, whoa, yo. Our inflection for friendly is not the same as theirs, but that truly yeah. the nicest guys there. Um, I did work there one day a week Hard while workers. I was going to temple. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Sure. I was <laughs> I was half asleep the whole time. Yeah. Great guys. Yes, hard workers. Sure. Um, so while I was at Temple, I would work there one day a week. And these two guys, um, Ming and Kong, lived up in the city. So right. I lived at the dormitory in Whitehall. They okay. would pick me up directly across the street every Thursday Got at it. five o'clock in the morning. So, I would get home every Wednesday night at about three o'clock in the morning because that was like when all the frat parties were. And sure. when you don't have any money, you can always come up with three or four bucks to go in to get your cup. And it was the midnight. It was the hump day thing. You go out like yeah. every Wednesday at Temple. So that was they were the nicest guys every single day. I never once asked. And I don't know if I said thank you enough, but every single day they bring me a Dunkin Donuts coffee. I would never drink it because as soon as I got in the backseat, I would immediately pass out, sleep for like the 42, 45 minute ride to work, wake up. I had a cup of coffee in my hand, got to where I needed to be. So I can't say Ming and Kong, totally great dudes. Shout out fans of the show, listening to the show. Big fans. So let's keep it moving then. So you left there and then you were in like your early 20s and you would work at uh uh, like a restaurant as like a busboy dishwasher, right? Uh, no. So this would this would be this would be high school age. Okay. Um. So yeah. So this is during high school. This is a uh, yeah. And, and there was like a man there named Kim. What's the deal with yes. Kim? Well, <laughs> you know, back in the day, it was fascinating to meet like a very, very white man, big thick mustache named Kim. Okay. You let that go. You know, you yeah. think of the boy named Sue story. Gotcha. He was a good personification of that. Wait, what restaurant um, was this? This was the Franconia Heritage. I think this I knew be... a fucking guy named Kim that had a big mustache. You know a man named Kim? He was a major. Yeah. He was a drunk. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. That would track that would track with my experience too, but he was uh this guy was a line cook. Okay. Yeah. Um so the man named Kim um so i like bus tables there for a little bit but the wait staff as you know basically the bus boys make their money based off of the waiters tipping them out 
So you might get five bucks an hour. And then, you know, these ladies at the Heritage would tip out maybe five bucks. And it's like, so I'm leaving here making no money. So it eventually made more sense for me to dishwash at that place, which was fine. Wasn't, wasn't bothered by it. The bustle okay. sucked anyway. Sure. So Kim uh, was like the mashed potatoes man. And he came back every single day. We would yeah. clean out the mashed potatoes. He'd be like, we're wrapping it up for the night. Don't touch the mashed potatoes for a while. They're really hot. And I'd be okay. like, all right. And we'd leave it there and let that cool off for a while, clean up everything else, move on. So nice. I'm working with a younger kid this one night. And you are working essentially in a sauna when you're dishwashing. It's Ugh. just hot water spraying yeah. all the yeah. time. So it just naturally builds up humi humidity. And like, depending on the night, they're just tossing more and more. It's like, how many plates, how many cups am I going to clean? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. So I'm working with this younger kid, Devin. And I guess tensions are getting high. Could not tell you like how things set off. But I can tell you how it resolved. He grabs a spoon of these very hot, just placed down by a man named Kim mashed potatoes. Okay. And he throws it. He just flicks like a whole spoon at me. And like it hits my face, it hits my arms. And I can feel it like immediately. Like, Yo, yeah, oh my that shit's, God. dude, it's like, steam's coming off of it. It's fucking hot. Like, it's like fucking acid. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? And I guess he sees like a look in my face and he puts it down and he just starts running the other way. Sure. Keep in mind, like in the dishwashing scenario, the floor is wet. It's Ooh. all, it's slippery. Yeah. It's hot. The whole, the whole kitchen is. Yeah. But I'm still in it. So yeah. I grab the spoon and I throw it at him. And as discussed earlier, hand-eye coordination, athletics, not necessarily my strong suit, right. but I've rocked him right in the back of the head. Love I it. got him right there, and I was like, yes. And then he fell down, and Ooh. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. So, like, the rage immediately, like, went to, oh, God, I just killed a minor. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I was 16 and he was 14, something like that. Water. <laughs> Start right. by mashed yeah. potato. <laughs> so I go to I go to check in on him and the back of his head's bleeding. And I'm oh, like, holy fuck. shit. Oh. I'm like, I've made a huge mistake. So I'm like, we need to resolve this right now. Yeah. So I pick him up and he's like, oh, what's happening? I'm like, hey, he's got a little cut back here. I literally walk <laughs> him over to like the hand washing station because he got big sinks and long hoses. Yeah. Like, I just put his head in there and start running cold water and I start washing blood out of the back of his head. Like, yeah, you're going to be okay. Like you burnt me. I almost killed you. We're good. We don't need to talk about this to anyone else. Yeah. I'll tell Kim. And I mean, Kim knew, but Kim didn't give a shit. Yeah, he was the man. That was my fondest memory of the Franconi. Did they? Uh, did they? Did, did, and you never got in trouble for that? No one ever no. found out. Nice. No. Nice. He and burned me. Yeah. I cut open the back of his head. We were good. <laughs> yeah, nice. we got along great after that. Nice. All right. It was well, the good. best man at his wedding. Really? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no. 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 Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you haven't talked to him since. 
Uh, he died. He died shortly. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. So then, <laughs> he's dead forever. Oh, he died two the... days later. We don't know how. But I want to. Yeah. yeah. So then, let's keep it moving. Blood so loss. You left this place. <laughs> you, would, you would stay in like the restaurant uh, genre, and you'd go from there to be a waiter at Pizza Hut. Now I want to talk yeah. about this. Back AKA in the, the day, dream. The dream. Uh, yeah. Back in the Hell day, yeah. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut was slamming. And then second of all, Pizza Hut had a salad bar to fucking die for. All right. Mm-hmm. Shout out Pizza Hut salad bar. Fan of the show, listener of the show. Right. But what was the experience like being a waiter there? Because it seems like every baseball team after a game, big win is going there. Right. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. What's uh, what was your thoughts? How did you like it? Shout out Pizza the Hut. I mean, to me, it was it was a good stepping stone to where I was eventually going. I didn't like bussing tables, dishwashing that ran its course after like a certain murder. And then um, it was just an opening. It was right across the street from my high school. It was walkable distance from my dad's house. Yeah, they still had like those big red cups. Do you remember those red cups? They were like plastic and glossy. Like, yeah, Yeah. it was it was the best. Yeah. They had like two kegs in there on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. And like frosted and see through, so it was, it was very, it was like a, a weird bit of uh, nostalgia. But uh, outside of that, it was it was actually pretty base, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, but just basically getting like the the graphs of what do you want and how do I get this to all the people at the appropriate time. Yeah, a couple months there, good job. Yeah, shout out Pizza Hut Salad Bar, finish show, listener show. Nice. That was so- the first place I like properly put my two weeks resignation into. Yeah. And I remember, like, the two weeks came up. Because, like, I'm, I'm done with this. I was moving on to something else. Um, and I remember, like, two weeks later, the manager calls, like, you're not here for your shift. And I'm like, yeah, I don't work there anymore. She's like, really? You're just going to leave like that? I'm like, well, no. I put in two weeks. It's been two weeks. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. And she's like, oh, if that's how it's going to be. And I'm like. Yeah, that's that's how it that's, is. Yeah, that's the rules, bitch. Get over it. Yeah. You even got I followed them. Leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I I'm told not you. coming in. Yeah. So, nice. So then let's keep it moving. So you would leave Pizza the Hut, and then you – was this like a job you would do carpeting, and you did like uh, like a big building at a, un- a local university, right? So how did you get this job, and what was like what was the deal going on here? So a neighbor of my father worked for Roy Lomas Carpets for a while. If you remember that business, we'd see those vans running around town all the time. He had uh, carved off on his own adventure, needed some help. I needed a summer job. Uh, So we went to uh, we went to work at the dormitories in Widener University. Right. Which, you know, it so basically, go in, and it starts off, we were tearing uh, the carpet out of everything. Okay. So just cutting rug, rolling it up, throwing it in a dumpster. All right. Cutting rug. That's all you were doing. <laughs> cutting some rug. Cutting rug. <laughs> um, but what was weird, like, eventually at that job, there was like a full week where all I did was carry tiles. So it was a four-store dormitory. I'd load up, like, 100 pounds of tiles on my shoulders mm-hmm. and then i'd walk up to the fourth story i'd go okay. to the farthest hallway in the dormitory put it there and then i'd walk all the way down walk back 
load up another four pallets and fill that up until there was, you know, 30 boxes there. And then I go up to the fourth story and go to the second furthest hallway. And like, basically like for two weeks, that's what I did until cool. like, I'm just working on the first floor. And I was like, all right, cool. I could do nice. this without stairs now. Nice. Um, Getting some good shape really though. Vent- Feeling jacked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was good. It was yeah. good. Um, nice. The real adventure was like going to and from there though. Um, so this guy was a pretty significant alcoholic, heavy smoker. We'd go in for like the morning Wawa runs and they would sell half cartons of Marble Reds. Yeah. So f- five packs. Yeah. I'd watch him buy that daily. Think Shut about the, the fuck up. That's a hundred cigarettes. That's a hundred cigarettes. That's a hundred cigarettes. Now, did wow. he smoke all five every day? I don't know, but he did buy five packs a day. Every time I saw him, wow. he had a cigarette in his mouth. It was like the man was goddamn committed. I mean, so that dude, was his I morning ritual. Oh. I, dude, I used to fucking love smoking cigarettes so fucking much. I fucking wish. I wish that they weren't so, like, didn't fuck you up so much. I would love to be a smoker. I would absolutely fucking love it. I loved smoking P-Funks, smoking Milds, smoking fucking anything. Oh, Miles. Newport Lights for a while. God damn, I miss fucking. That was Liam, Liam's brand. Liam was the only one I knew who smoked Marvel Miles. Oh, yeah. I loved Miles. I Miles. Miles were Miles great. Was great. They That's were a good. Great smoke. It's a great smoke. 2002, you would catch me with a pack of Miles. Oh, I love yeah. the fucking good Miles, babe. Do they not have Miles them. anymore? No, they stopped Miles. Remember when they like limited, so they stopped mm. letting you call them lights? Yeah. They got rid of milds when that they were happened. yellows or whatever. Gold. Yeah, they stopped letting you call them like light because like that made it. Seem it like implies it was less. that it's healthy. Yeah. And so they got rid of milds then. Well, that's some bullshit. Yeah, the blue pack, marble blue pack. Shout out, big fan of the show. Fan of show, listener show. Fan of listener show. Yeah, fucking love them, dude. And then Parliament Menthol Lights, P Funk. Oh my god, oh. love the Parliament Menthol Lights. So good. Camels too. Did Camel Lights for a while. <laughs> Marble Lights the world. Camels were love great. Great cigarettes. Once I found camels, I was like, oh, I love cigarettes. Dude, <laughs> you were never, dude, it is legit. You're never fucking cooler than when you're fucking smoking, you're done, you flick it. You are it's, the baddest fucking yeah. dude in the world. Like it's camels that go fuck your mother. Camels yeah. are the best cigarettes. Camels are a great smoke. Yeah. Oh, shout out cigarettes. Man, the show, listen to the show. <laughs> So, all right. So either way, you finish up. Yes. Yeah, so we would do that. We we're cleaning up the dormitory. But like, I mean, the fondest memories, we'd buy five packs of cigarettes every morning. And on the way home, him and a guy who like, now that I'm looking back, like, you know, when you see a person who just lives so goddamn hard, you assume they're 78 yeah. and still working like that's normal. There was a guy named Jim who might have been 58 or 62, but looked like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. That was my, that was this other guy's uh, partner in crime. And every day on the way home, they'd pick up a 12-pack of Budweiser, set it right inside their settled console that had nothing else in it but room for beers, just rip beers, and I'd sit laying down in the back of the work van. The <laughs> seatbelt, just like, all right, well, I'm not going to sit up the whole time. I'd put my ear pods in, lay back, pray for the best. Yeah. And that was uh why do you your iPod shuffle? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
So, okay, very cool. So let's keep it moving. So then from there, you stuck in like the construction kind of game, but you would do, uh, you re- you did restoration on a house that was built in the 1700s for at the, in Bluebell, right? And this is like, so in on the East Coast, this is like an East Coast thing. So for our international listeners and for our, you know, our Canadian following and the West Coast and shout out Mozambique, J-Dub. Big, um, big in Mozambique massive in mozambique um but either way like in in our area there's a lot of like old historical houses that were built in the 1700s when you know before even the country was founded in some cases like you know that date predate revolutionary war so those houses they need to be upkept for historical reasons things like that so you're working on a house that you're doing restoration to a house that was built in the 1700s so how did you get this what were you learning there how did it go so this was a sick experience, and the guy who I did, who I worked with at uh, Weiner University, mm-hmm. set me up with a buddy of his. Okay. Um, so it's so uh, so. This guy was essentially a master of all trades. Okay. And he had uh, bought a property where the original house was literally like stone slabbed together, like uneven stone just filled him with mortar but like just rocks into a square high enough house so that was the 1700s part of it and then they had built like a more uh updated recent version of a house connected to it so that summer i essentially helped him make that 1700s slab of of stone and mortar livable oh um it was a sick job. It was, you know, he paid me cash every single week. He would just yeah. play Howard Stern all day long. Love it. And like literally took like a room that was maybe 16 feet high. We split it in half. Uh, he rented cranes and had the lumber to like build like the base support for a second floor. Nice. We built the staircase going up to it, the flooring on the second floor. Yeah. He, he knew how to do the electric work, the plumbing work the HVAC. It's like, oh. it was literally, it was unbelievable. The guy, so, if so you he's gave a him, legit master craftsman. If you gave him time and resources, he, he could, will build you a functioning house God. and you can live in it. And you'd be like this, everything works. Dude. I, so, I, was, I fucking me wish. I fucking wish, dude. I really wish like I had those type of skills. That's like, that shit is all like, he can legit think of something and then build it. That is fucking fascinating you know what i mean like that's incredible that is an unbelievably incredible skill right like yeah Yeah. what uh, what you're gonna think of a a box you're gonna build a box i mean if you say build a house i could figure it out you could uh... figure it out but there'd be a lot of fucking holes in it and you wouldn't want to do the plumbing we grew up in a house that was i wouldn't want to do the plumbing it'd be easier to do the plumbing though from scratch than to add plumbing yes that is 100 percent true because if you got to replace the old it's a nightmare but if you're starting from the beginning it is much easier which is what i just dealt with with my hot water here this this week oh Uh, we had to replace what the old person did because it was a nightmare and then they just were like hey this is how it should be one pipe two pipe i'm like oh that looks much better (laughs) yeah Yeah. and works better Um, how about it? But our, do you remember Bradley? Our the house we grew up in was built in 1863 in North Wells, Pennsylvania, Land and um, 
all of our doorknobs at one point in time in the house were made of ivory because that's what yeah. fucking doorknobs were made out of. Yeah. And a guy came to the house one day and was like, hey, I'll give you $200 for every doorknob you'll give me. And so mom came around and the guy gave us replacement like plastic ones for the ones that she was like willing to sell. And I still have one of the doorknobs to this day. Oh, you got the original now? I still have the one from the backside of my door. Oh, yeah, wow. in house in Hatfield. But the, a guy came around and was like, hey, I'll buy your ivory doorknobs. Wow. Mom was like, no. And then he was like, I'll give you a hundred dollars a doorknob. Mom was like, yeah, hold on one second. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need these Those shitty. Were I have 19 doorknobs for you. They looked Dude. like two like keys that would fit into each other. We yeah. had so have, like the you have the knob and a long key. handle, and then a knob and a shorter handle, and then just lock in. It's like they came right apart. I know, I know. We had a single key. So other than our front door, which was uh, replaced by my father, like back in the day, all of the other keys and locks in the house, it was a single key because the house was built in 1863. Like our basement, our back door, all the bedrooms could be unlocked and locked with a single key. And it hung like on our back door and there was only two copies of it. And one of them fell down a, a vent and we had one for the rest of time. (laughs) <laughs> well, so like the key, the key like looks because it was it's built just two in teeth. 1863. Yeah. It was like an old Skeleton. school like metallical yeah. key. It's nothing you could like. You can't take it to Home Depot and replicate it. It yeah. literally looks like something you would like use to open like a crypt cage or something. Yeah, and we had it was, the like, same Once thing. we found out, it's like we yeah. can use this on all of these doors. Yeah. And then we would yeah. just lock everything in the house. <laughs> it was very had- fun. We had skeleton keys at our mom's house for a while too, which you know they were annoying. It's cool. Yeah, but we sick. Say? Yeah, they were all right. But uh, so okay, so let's keep moving then. So you would leave the house restoration job and you would work as a as a bartender at the Philly Cricket Club with a man who will not be named. All right, this guy is not a fan of the show. He's not a listener of the show. He big timed the fucking show. He thinks he's too good for the goddamn show. No one's too good for the goddamn show, except for Chris Stefano, apparently, and uh, and uh, uh, Double J Jeff Jarrett, and uh, and Jordan Grace, and um, and whoever else I've reached out to. Uh, but either way, uh, I'll take yeah, 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 very much so. So either way, uh, you're working at the Philly Cricket Club. Uh, how did that go? How'd you like it? What was going on? Uh, that was, that was a sick job. Um, <clears throat> so that only lasted a summer. Um, As but the, the, it, <laughs> the ins and outs of it, um, basically it's, it's, it's a prestigious and beautiful golf course. Right. Um, so between like working, uh, within like the restaurant itself where the course members, uh, would come in and order their lunches or whatever. It's typical, it's typical, uh, waiting tables works. Yeah. Other times you would be working and prepping for, uh, like golf course vets, which means they give you a golf cart, a set of keys to the shed, which is locked and loaded with all of the Gatorade, all of the beer, all of the snacks that you could ever like dream of. Like you open up the shed and you're just like, it's a little mini Costco. <laughs> it, it, like every thieving bone in your body is like, good fucking God. Yeah. But it was part of the job because you would set it up. We drive out there, set up the table, fill up the coolers, 
Beer's here, water's here, Gatorade's there, here's snacks, here's hanging out. And like basically like working in the summer, very, very low supervision, working on a beautiful golf course. Um, it was and sick. Would, and you would run into some big shots, huh? Every once in a while. Um, now, the boss of that place. So I had gotten there through a connection of a friend who had worked there for a while. And the weekend before, I was at a concert where I got hit in the back of the head by an older man okay. who I interned. Basically, my girlfriend stumbled over his feet when he was yeah. like sitting down in a place he should be standing. And he yeah. called her a fucking bitch. I was like, take it easy, man. <laughs> Kept moving. Needless to say, it was a Deftones and Foo Fighter show. I get punched. I get punched in the back of the head. I get. I got punched in the back of the head. Turn around and I hit a guy who was easily twenty to thirty years older than me. I didn't care. Right. And his son comes up. Will you hit my fucking dad? And I punch him <laughs> in the face. He clocks me back. It was. Just, it's only worth bringing up because I punched a father and son in hey. the same night. And they're and, here right now. Welcome on. It felt good. <laughs> I'll fucking do it again. Yeah. Uh, but needless to say, so I had some I had some scraps on me. I mean, I got hit. Yeah. Uh, so I had like great. a little cut on my eyebrow. I went into the interview and I got like a scratch here, like a little bit of a little bit of bruising under my eye, longer hair, like even like a beard about this length. Sure. And the guy who runs the show, who we affectionately called Minkus, because he was just completely type Love A. It. Maybe. type a such a nerd just like and he he hated me because i'm none i'm none of that which right. is fair sure he would do everything in his power to keep me away from the paying golf members right <laughs> which was uh which was hilarious so but i go in my interview for that he, he would always he said it was too wrinkly which at a certain point, like I'm not spending time like ironing. Remember I came into work one day and he's like, what did you roll down the hill to get here? And that was the coolest thing he ever said, actually, because that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, so there's the main course and then they set up a satellite course uh, called Militia Hill at that place. And they would have me run that. They would have me run that course, which was great to work completely by myself as like a as the guests would come in and that's where you would find um uh golfers who aren't members of the club okay which if you're bartending at a golf club that's who you want because the members of the club pay their dues so like the tips that you get are going to be very basic and very flat yeah but if golfers come in from a club that don't have a membership at your place they're dropping tens on a drink 20s on a drink they're getting hammered you just pour them in a couple extra shots there's a yeah. hundred bucks yeah you make a ton of money there it was fantastic nice you would run into some stars there too also right <clears throat> that is correct um shane victorino flying hawaiian there love it that was very exciting he was nice and polite i kept it short and sweet yeah um and then uh, Rob McElhenney has like a uh, has a foundation he works with uh, that I can't quite remember the name of it, yeah. but they uh, they set up a golf course at the Philadelphia Cricket Club. Nice. 
Ido showed up. Uh, Caitlin Olsen showed up. Nice. No Charlie. No Glenn. Nah. Excuse me. What are you going to do? I have a uh, great story about Victorino. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with this girl, right? And she is like uber rich Jewish chick, right? Like she lives like right next to Gwen and Mercy, Uni- Gwen and Mercy College. So she lives in like a mansion. Her mom has been on Oprah, right? She, her mom won a car from Oprah. Her mom breeds like dogs. Her dad owns this thing. She has a massive big house, right? So I'm over there and we're hanging out, right? And she has a dog there named Victorino, okay? So we're hanging out, right? And like, we start like hooking up, doing her thing and we're in her room and like the dogs are in there with us, right? So we're hanging out and like, I'm, I'm banging her doggy style, right? <laughs> then all of a sudden, right? The dog farts, right? <laughs> and it's yeah, like- dog. In the and dude, and it's like bad. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I just hear, I just hear this bitch yell, oh, Victorino. <laughs> <laughs> A long fly from Victorino. Long fly ball deep right center field, Victorino. But yeah, no, he fucking. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, and thank God she wasn't. She didn't. She couldn't see my face, you know, because we weren't, you know, <laughs> back with me because I was like dying. Because <laughs> she's like, you know, this nice year out, Victorina. It was bad. It was. What bad. year? Uh, what year are you working at the cricket club, Bradley? <laughs> Victorina. <laughs> Would have been like twenty. <laughs> so you're banging like... her. You're banging her, <laughs> and she's on all fours, and the dog farts, and it stinks so bad, and she starts yelling at the dog. Yeah. Oh, Victorino. Forgets, forget, forgets I'm there completely. Just oh, Victor. Yeah. Because <laughs> the dog's name was Victorino. So yeah. Oh, uh, Victorino. Victorino. <laughs> uh, yeah. Get it to me, Matt. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. Don't mind the smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, it's definitely the dog. Um, but either way, so yeah, so let's keep it moving. So then after you leave. <laughs> I thought you were gonna actually have a Shane Victorino story. <laughs> you mentioned Shane Victorino. I've got a great Victorino story. <laughs> <laughs> with shane victorino at all dude people love Vic- victorino was fucking over man people loved victorino name their dogs after him dude they would name a bunch of things after him so uh either way <laughs> oh victorino <laughs> um so either way let's keep moving so you would leave uh the cricket club and then you for a summer this was the most physically taxing job you ever had you were a mason at an elementary school. Is that right? That's right. Um, so my uncle was the foreman uh, as a union mason. Okay. I needed some work. He offered help. So I'm like 19 or something at this point, making 21.50 an hour. Like, hell yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was a sick job, but it was kind of the most bland summer of my life. Because okay. I'd be up at four okay. and in bed at eight, like up 
far before the sunrise and like i couldn't stay awake until the sun set like, oh, it was wow. it was very odd being that young and like coming back from temple and just like madness and like partying and then being like it's broad day like i can hear kids playing and i'm like i'm fucking done for the day yeah yeah, yeah. and you're just getting like best shape of your life and all you're doing is eating working sleeping and whacking and that's just that's just your whole life at this point I mean, that was essentially it. And like uh, the job is like, just keep, keep, keep the Masons fed. Um, So my first day out there um, was like a cold, windy day. Um, I'd never been on scaffolding before. Yeah. So I never really had much of an issue with heights, but like, you know, when it gets a little sketchy, they're like, all right, let's pay attention here. So it's Reading Elementary. It's four stories up. Okay. They've got the uh, they've got the scaffolding set up. I climb up. I'm working with these uh, two masons I've never been with before, and they do the uh, pass me that uh, toolbox over there. Okay. No problem. Let sure. me grab it. And it's one All of those right. uh, clasp clasp from the top toolboxes, which they had left open. So when I grab oh, it from the handle, no. on oh, the so top, like the lit. You're saying like. The lid's the top, and you grab the handle you from the top. fold it over, oh. and then it's got those little locks on the top. Oh. They left it open. Pass oh. me that. No problem. So as I pick it up, whole box opens. Oh. Drop all the tools down. So Did they do it on my first purpose? Time. Did they it's know? It's very, very possible. Yeah. Um, so I just went down, cleaned everything up, climbed up, put it back. They also sent me uh, looking for sky hooks. Is that a thing? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm working in the air, right? Yeah. I'm working on scaffolding. And he's like, yeah, I need some sky hooks. No problem. Go see Jeff. Jeff, need those sky hooks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob's got them. Bob, where are these sky hooks? <laughs> and then eventually, it's right. it's just it's just a little haze and shit. Right, right, right. We had, just send me running around. I remember when we had Alan Bach on the show. He's, uh, you know, we had talked about the job site and he'd brought up this thing. I remember he showed me where like the older guys at the job had set up this thing. He's an electrician, had set up this thing where it was like a circle and they made marks in a circle and the dude had to stand in the middle of the circle and they'd put like fake wires into the ground. And this guy's holding like a calculator and he's like, all right, this is going to give me readings. I need you to sledgehammer in a circle on these spots so I can get the readings for the whatever, dude. This kid, like, legit for, like, he's like, look, and if you slow down, you got to start again. They made this poor fucking kid, like, sledgehammer, <laughs> like, a gravel ground in a circle for, like, 10 minutes. And this guy, like, dude, he did some work, but the kid's like, oh, my God. Right? And the guys are all standing there like, oh, my God, this fucking idiot. Yeah. So, no, that's, like, but that's, like, just part of being on the job kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, breaking just, it in. Yeah. So nice. All right. So good. Glad you got some of that blue collar shit in you. I want to keep it moving. So after this, you would work at, you would kind of transition back into the restaurant world and you would work at a hibachi restaurant, right? And not only are you learning the great, like you're seeing the great art of hibachi, but you're learning a couple other skills as well that would come in handy. So talk to us about, because it seems like a lot of pranking going down a lot of pranking a lot of stanking a lot of thanking going down at the habache yeah that's right um that was one of the most that was one of the most fun fun jobs great great group of people everyone got along great we 
we'd work together well, we'd hang out together well, and we just always come up with with games to entertain ourselves as we were working. Yeah. Um so it started with it started with pickpocketing. So okay. we would wear extremely long aprons. Right. Uh because it was a it was a Japanese themed restaurant. So we'd wear like a kind of like a karate gi shirt, which I always thought was tough. But then you put on like the dress apron and I'm like, man, Yeah, sucks. you look like a total strunza. Yeah. Yeah. But so uh, you know, we would keep like our check checkbooks in the apron or whatever. So the game would start just by stealing it and hiding mm-hmm. it. So okay. I go to I go to the table, hey Matt, how's it going tonight? What can I get for you? I reach my pocket. I have no checkbook. Uh, like, ah, shit. I guess I'm going to have to remember this order. It wasn't the end of the world. <laughs> right, right. But the you're game, like, ah, they got me. So they, then the game evolved. Because we all eventually got pretty, like, stealing the book, very, very easy at a certain time. Then the real game was like, can I put the book back into their apron? Ooh. So you steal the book, steal the book, draw horrendous pictures or you write like right on the first page like hey fuck you <laughs> you know yeah, you fucking yeah. suck yeah this person at your table has a lazy eye don't look at it like yeah. you leave like notes to people but then if you can sneak it back in you go to the table hey how's it going what's that i can get for you and then you're looking at something you just like immediately close the book because sometimes like you'd be amazed at like the artist <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 i can you're like jeez <laughs> like, like okay whoa maybe yeah 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 you're like is that a tunnel no uh so uh, eventually we would take we would take the pranks from like around each other and then put it on other members of the staff um so there was a bunch of like the hibachi set chefs as you bring up um cool dudes ton of energy they hibachi they would make like way more money than the rest of us so we always had like a little bit of a fuck these guys professional (laughs) jealousy yeah but they put on a great show, you know, sure. uh, flipping everything around. And like the highlight of their show was when they're starting to cook up the fried rice for everybody. Fried rice. So everything's sizzling around. Uh, okay. And then like they'll take an egg, flip it up in the air, hold the spatula steady and let the egg crack right on the, fr- yeah. uh, yeah. on the spatula. Sizzles out, crowd and they can like draw stuff pleaser. with it. Yeah. yeah, they're doing a whole thing. Uh, yeah, it was the, it, it was it was like it was the, the show. big stop of the show. Yeah, before so they did the onion we, volcano and all that. This was a big big hit. Yeah, Ooh, onion volcano was popular too. Yeah, uh, but the egg, so what, the, egg uh, the egg sets it off. Yeah, so they have the egg. It was the shit. Doing? So we would grab like six eggs. And hard boil, oh. and then disperse them into the chef's carts and mix them up. We would have no idea who had it, when oh. it would happen, oh. when it would happen. But oh. it made every flip so exciting. Like, is this gonna oh, be it? Is this gonna be it? Yeah. And then when you watch the chef's face, throws it up. It just hits and it just goes. Like, it just hits like a rock, falls over, and then he's like fuck just happened it was the best then yeah. we'd all just lose it it was just it was silly silly fun times. that's kind of great like if i was at a it was table the best. if i was at a table i would actually love that i'd be like that like if they tell you like oh they got me this is the joke 
You know, I think like I would be like, that's fucking hilarious. This what accent was that, Matt, that they were speaking in? Oh, they got me. This is the joke. It's a, they're all Canadian. Tom. <laughs> they're all Canadian. Everyone. It's a Canadian. This is a joke. Hibachi is a- classically Canadian. What were you going to say, Justin? I was going to say, this is around the time me and you actually start. So from Pizza Hut up until now, me and Brad have seen each other two times a year. We don't really talk. We got don't it. see each other very much. Sure. And then, are you still at Temple when you're at Hibachi, or are you done Temple? Uh, done Temple. Because, like, Hibachi. your last, like, your last, like, couple weeks, like, you were, like, three weeks out of Temple. We, start like, saw each other, and I was, like, you're 22, I'm probably 25, and we're, like, at Christmas one year talking. And I was, like, oh, I don't, I don't hate you anymore. I would yeah. like to see, like, you're telling me stories about what has been happening all these years, and I'm, like, I would like to hear more. Like I've never heard like some of the pizza hut stories and stuff. I'm like, I would like to hear more. <laughs> what you've been up with the Roy Lomas. Like I know the guy he was working for, but yeah. I, I didn't know he was working for him. And I was yeah. like, that guy's a piece of shit. He's like, Oh, not only is he a piece of shit. He smokes five packs of cigarettes today. <laughs> I was like, tell me more. I yeah. am now intrigued in your life. Yeah. Nice. So you guys have kind of rekindled. So let's take it up around to- this time. Yeah. Yeah. So then let's keep it moving because then after that, you would start waiter. You would start bartending slash waiter at uh, a a place in Doylestown. And Justin, you've brought this up before on the show, where you would go visit him at this place he, a bunch. So I, he, so <laughs> um, Brad, you know, Brad goes to live with my father. I'm I'm three years older. He's living with my father. He goes to Temple. I leave high school. I start dating a girl. We're together for like six years and yeah. break up. Yeah. So at, at about around that time, Brad's living in Doylestown. I'm free and single. He's like, come hang out in Doylestown. I'm like, sure. I've never hung out with my brother out. I've never hung out with my brother before. He right. left before high school. And uh, other than beating the shit out of him and the stories he's told me about the people he's worked with, I'm like, sure, let's go get drunk together. Yeah. He lives above a bar in Doylestown. It's, he has a ping pong table in his living room. I'm like, this is fantastic. When did this guy grow up? Yeah, I was like, I love this kid. Yeah, we're coming here every weekend. Yeah, the R five takes you right here. Sure. And uh, a beautiful like there's a there's that whiskey bar that had happy hour from from eleven to twelve. Yeah, that would like oh, cut yeah. all the whiskeys in half. Like, yeah. cause he'd be Brad would be worse. So I I hit up Brad. I'd be like, Yo, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, come through. Like, I, I got work till eleven thirty. My doors unlocked. So, you know, I would just come up. I'd show up at his apartment, drop my bag off go to a restaurant, have a drink and a, a meal and yeah. then meet up with Brad when he's done work, hang out with his, like his restaurant friends until four 30. Like it was awesome. Yeah. It was like, yeah. a, cause like I was, you know what I mean? It like brought me back to my yeah. childhood. If you yeah. Yeah. The and, years you missed being in a relationship, you yeah. got them back. Yeah. I All remember those days. Scummy 22 year old friends oh, working in a God. restaurant until three 30 in the morning. Like oh. just hanging on our roofs and shit. Yeah. It was God. awesome. Do you remember those days? Just like fucking not giving a shit. Oh I mean, man. Being able to party real shit. fucking hard. Like my savings account was literally in my sock drawer. Oh. I just walk home with so much money and I'd be like, dude, I dude, I'm there, there this was much to spend tonight. Dude, there was years I didn't touch a credit card or like a card at all. ATM card, yeah. whatever. I didn't touch it for years because it was just cash all the time. Like for everything. Car payment, you know what I mean? Like I was <laughs> no still setting up car payments because I was like, oh fuck, I need a bank account for this. What's going on? But yeah, it dude, I'm I'm with you, man. I miss those days, right? Like 
But like part of the reason that I don't party anymore because you can't fucking party hard because you'll fucking die. You know what I mean? Like who can fucking do that now? You know what I'm saying? But back then we were fucking living it up to the fucking fucking filter, babe. You know? Yeah, back when we could smoke. Oh, Dude, that's Do one thing. Smoking? That I miss much? it so Jesus fucking. Christ. Dude, you have a couple. Hey, things are banging, yeah. dude. You have a couple beers, I miss it right and now. then a fucking smoke. <laughs> Come on, it's ten degrees outside. I know, I'm not smoking this shit. I mean, dude, I would like smoking in the cold better. It felt good on the lungs. But, the best. dude, I remember. What's I mean, stopping you? I don't feel like children. It. And they're cancer. dude. They're so expensive. DOPD. Yeah. Ten dollars a pack. Yeah, like everything. Yeah. The smell. Oh, so yeah, all the streets. It's dirty. It's everything. Because it's everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Other so than smoking, it's all bad everything. except for the part that is so good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So Overrated. what was what was this place like? How did you like working there? What was the deal? How was Doylestown as a nightlife? Only ever been out in Doylestown nightlife a couple times. A lot of fucking awesome. yups. But yeah, other than that, not too bad. What did you think? I mean, I, honestly, it was great because uh, everything is everything is so walk uh, walkable. I mean, yeah. like my Foot apartment traffic. was yeah. literally three blocks from my job, nice. and like it was great because uh, basically, you know, as I was bartending, the all the restaurant people that I knew because uh, there was like a little strip there okay. where basically you got like six main bars within, I mean, easily within a mile if not like half a mile okay so we would all just kind of like go to each other's bar and it's like if i'm serving you come in i'm like oh i know you i got you there i got you there i got you there and then yeah. i get off my shift and i catch you working and you got me you got me yeah and then it's like we would just all pass it down the line um i mean like it all got along great uh yeah. the yuppie vibe is is very real Right. Um, they're not all bad though. I don't know they're how not, much I want to like expand on that, but that's all there, right. there's there's some there's, there's some, good and there's bad. Some, but there's right. not, yeah, there's some that are okay, but there's some that are like go fucking yeah, go take a lap and kill yourself. Right? Like there's some that are just awful. But no, I'm that's with gonna you. be any but like true. Scene. That's that's also with the blue collars, that's also with the fucking yeah. whiskey tangos, it's all it's all the same. It's all the same. Yeah. Uh, so found dicks, like in the long cool. run, the, the nightlife uh, kind of wraps up quickly because the place is so like isolated. It's this yeah. weird little snow globe. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like it's it's sort of like I've seen every corner of this island, and yeah. it's and it, you, it, you humped all over it. You, you humped either. every goddamn corner of that island. Well, because I'll tell you, those fucking lace curtain rich bitches, they love a fucking ginger coxman, a little rough around the edges, got a little scruff in his McGuff. Yeah, they fucking love them. So, yeah, you were humping all either over Either die that. a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. You were both, baby. Oh, R.I.P. Victorino. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so let's keep it moving. Um, yeah, on that note, let's keep it moving. So we're, we're coming to – so this leads us to where you're right now. So currently you're a sheet metal fabrication lead, right? So give me an idea. What's the day in the life like there? What's this job doing? Give me, give me a shout. Help build the world around us, babe. 
so I worked with a uh, former guest of the podcast, Mike Padilla. Oh. I've worked with on site. Yeah. Uh, do? In the field. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, great guy. Yeah. We worked in uh, Malvern together at a yeah. Vanguard site. Um, yeah. Cool dude. Uh, so basically it's, uh, it's, it's a company. It's a uh, commercial out. sheet metal and plumbing. Um, oh. So my day to day is I'm now in the fabrication shop as opposed to installing everything right. in the field. Okay. Um, so basically we have to, we have to build it all. And in my department, it is, uh, basically designed to take as much of the installation and labor time of the field guys out of their hands, everything, okay. everything. So if you have a giant run, you know, ductwork kind of just looks like a spider web in the ceiling. You've got yeah. your main branches and it all kind of comes out. So our job is to take that and to break it down into transportable pieces okay. with as much installation set at the proper elevations okay. and get that done as possible. So you kind Basically. of like, you break it down. So it's like, this is as close as we, like, this is the most we can break it down where it's as close to being assembled, right? Like, we're right. giving you the least yes. amount of parts as possible, making assembly as easy as possible, and we're setting you up Installing where it's like, as much as possible. Yeah. So when it comes out to you, you're not hanging piece by piece. You're hanging yeah. out a 12-foot branch, a 15-foot branch, yeah. and they, yeah, they basically put it in the air. Fuck, dude. That's nuts. But it's cool. Yeah. But it's that sick because, cool. like, you know, I had time installing myself. Right. And I did enjoy it out there, but yeah, you know, that led me to the opportunity where I'm at now. Did you have so to like, go to school to, to learn how to do this or how did you figure it out? On yeah. The job? So they no, Uh, I, I went through a four year apprenticeship program. Nice. Uh, got my 4,000 and then some hours, uh, to earn like a mechanics license. So I am a light licensed ah. sheet metal and installer. For ah. Hell yeah. You in the um, union? You in the fucking no. union? Is there we're a union? non-union company? Is there a union though for for your thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, local. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. But you're I, not I in can't the union. The Screw your yeah. unions. No. <laughs> I'm just I mean, kidding. my career we're, we're, fans, we're, we're pro union on this podcast. Pro union podcast. That's us. I'm and we're pro non-union. We're pro, hey. we're pro. We're pro communion on this podcast. I like this guy. <laughs> so and we're nice. pro union, the soccer team, <laughs> and we're pro common law. Yeah, and we're pro same sex marriage, uh, and we're pro possibly eating another human being, and we're yeah, pro I mean, if it's consensual eating another yeah. human being. Yep, and we're pro. <laughs> they're an organ donor. <laughs> so, all right. So nice. So, what's a day in the life like? Like, what are you going to be doing tomorrow? So, when you go in, what do you got going on? He's going to go oh, in. He's going to hate his fucking job. He's going to slug some coffee, tell some yokels to do some stupid shit, do it again the next. No, I'm sorry. Go He's going to take a half. No, we're done here. Shit. You just crushed it. We're done here. <laughs> uh, no. All right. <laughs> No, so what? Uh, yeah. So what do you got? <laughs> I nailed it, Matt. I nailed I mean, it. He really did fucking crush it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I, I'm going to look at the expectations for the week that need to be fulfilled. I'm going to check in with the other department heads to see where they're at. Yeah. Find out what materials actually come to the right place. Right. What we can accomplish, put things in the right order and Damn set man. my boys up for success. That's love what it. I'm going to do tomorrow. Fucking love it. That's why you're the fucking lead, baby. Nice. Yo, can so, you drop this line on them maybe one time? Like maybe they're, they're not reaching expectations right yeah and you're like you know what i'd be better off selling ivory door handles than doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice so how nice. much would an ivory door handle be worth today Dude, i remember my i i don't know i if mean you, you get a thousand I was door young. handle now because oh, i mean it if was, it was 100 illegal. back then what that guy was doing was illegal i remember my mom coming to me and saying like we're taking the doorknobs you can't tell anyone we're taking the doorknobs <laughs> between like you and me, you know, we don't tell how anybody you tell we're... your lunch lady. Okay. Well, how, this how, stays between us. How like, but who, cause this is 1992. Did, doesn't you know? she own the house? You she have owns the a house, but you can't sell ivory. It's illegal to sell ivory. It's Whoa. been illegal since well, 1983. Hold on. hold on a second. I think it's illegal to sell like, fresh ivory you can't no, no. kill yeah. you're not there is no sell the ivory there is no legal the ivory is already there yeah but there is no legal market to sell ivory like if you have a bunch of ivory there's no you're selling legal it on the ivory like, market hey i mean i know the elephant's already dead but i have a bunch of doorknob you know what i mean i remember her coming or i mean i think it was 1992 i don't know it was before mike bull had moved in and i remember her coming around and being like we're going to take a couple of these. And I was like, okay. But she's like, you don't tell anybody that we sold a couple of these. I was like, okay. Unless it's on your friend's you still, podcast. You still have one. Right? I, I took the the back of my door and threw it in a rubber me and I still have it. It's at mom's house now in the basement. Oh, I want to see it. I'm going to bring it. I have bring it. it. <laughs> I'll so... buy it from you. <laughs> no, it's ivory. I've on kept ivory it my market. whole life. I would, next thing you know, you're in an alley selling the ivory handle. Next thing you know, cops come. We've been on to you for all the. We got him. <laughs> the door handle smuggler. He's the ivory, ivory bandit. Yeah, you've been tickling ivory for years, and now we're on to you. Yeah, yeah, dude. The piano <laughs> business must have gone shits up when the ivory market crapped out, right? Like, oh, uh, man. that's when like, they come knocking at our door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you motherfucker, you. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And the window paints, mom would always freak out if we ever broke a window because the window paints were from 1862. Like they weren't, like they didn't have windows like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like if you broke a window, you had to replace the whole window because, mm -hmm. like, they were panes built into slotted wood. Like they were uh, rope oh string drawn. Yeah. Giant rope. Yeah, uh, it was slowly. It was clunky as fuck. Dude, that <laughs> sounds like a real stuff. pain in the ass, huh? <laughs> oh. oh the kids still got it. So, Victorina! <laughs> so, all right. So, we're coming to the top of time. Um, usually, Justin, Tom, me, we're all on the same page usually about this, but Brad, uh, love to have you back on the show if you'd be willing to come back on. Fantastic. It's always a great time. Yeah. Had fun. No, you've been you've been killing it each time. We really were all over the place in this fucking thing. Really love this discussion though, because we got some good shit in. Uh talked about some some stuff that needed to be talked about, maybe some stuff that didn't. Gonna have to oh cut some things <laughs> to save my marriage on this show. 
um but no it was really yeah dude this was a great fucking episode i knew it was going to be like going into it i knew this was going to be good but um before we get out of here young bradley is there anything you'd like to say to the legions of the young bradley faithful before we are out 5000 all right i wasn't picking on the albino <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. So this is this is a reference to a joke Justin made on a previous show. Yes, he where, was. where Justin said that one time you were camping and that Brad never got to pick on anybody, but then you're camping one time and Brad, it, you hear like a ruckus and you go over and you see Brad just making, just destroying this poor albino kid. So, and you're like, what the fuck? You're, why are you picking on this? He's like, you guys pick on me all the time. He's like, yeah, you have red hair. All right. This guy's a fucking, this guy's eyes are fucking purple. Like what, you know. This kid's made of ivory. <laughs> yeah. 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 So go ahead. Uh, re- re- give us your version right. of the story there, young Brad. So, so our uncle decides <laughs> to like buy a trailer in the middle of the mountains. And our mom's like, let's go check out the camper. And I'm like, oh, uh, God, this is going to be trash. So we go with our other or with our other brother, and the two of them being older than me completely abandon me first chance they can. So now I'm wandering around a trailer park completely alone, have no idea what to do, like kicking rocks. <laughs> and then three brothers show up, one of which happened to be Albino. Two, but two they just start ripping Albino. Yeah. <laughs> And you just start ripping them to shreds. <clears throat> well, I'm like, who's this ginger city folk? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm getting like torn apart by these three kids and I'm talking shit one at a time. Fuck you, no teeth. Fuck you, uneducated. And you, you're fucking paler than me, you piece of shit. And then <laughs> Justin and another brother come showing up like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean, what am I doing? I'm fucking roasting these pussies. Get in on this. Come on. I'm roasting this guy yeah, you like just, a marshmallow. You just, <laughs> yeah, you just I mean, walked in on me talking to the albino. You didn't see the other shit. So, well, still, That's nonetheless. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm very pro-albino. So yep. all the albino listeners of Working Perspectives, Bradley loves you. Yeah. yeah. Powder's his favorite movie. <laughs> Goddamn right. Yeah, so nice. Yep, so very cool. So shout out albinos everywhere, fans of the show, listener of the show. Uh, so uh, Captain Jerkbeard, anything you'd want to say to the legions of your adoring fans before we get out of here? Um, uh, thanks for listening. And have a great rest of your time, whether it be day, night, or afternoon. <laughs> your limited time. Absolutely. <laughs> Have yeah. fleeting time. Yeah, we don't know time when is or really where. the greatest currency. You know, how much time would I give to have some of those ivory handles? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. Uh, so very cool. Times. Thanks for that. Uh, Two hundred time. Jalen. Oh, by the way, I did. J Dub. I don't know if it's because you're always wearing a hat or what. Did you get a haircut? You're looking yeah, good. Yeah, he did. He looks clean. great. He looks you're great. Good, dude. He looks great. If you know, so I mean, as so you've much seen me on this podcast, how much ivory time, did that haircut cost you? It was one point two five ivories. <laughs> Two um, grams of ivory. As you've seen me on this podcast, I've had a hat on the whole time since yeah. the podcast started. My hair yeah. was almost down to my eyes when I got. Did Rachel off. cut your hair? Do you know Rachel from Summit? I work with her. 
get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. I only text her in the morning of the day I want a haircut. And I go, can you cut my hair today in 45 minutes? And she goes, no, I'm working. And then yeah. I go get a cut somewhere random. But I do text her every time I need a haircut. And yeah. she does a fantastic job. And I like petting her pig. Yeah, that's funny. She has Don't you have a ass. girlfriend? I do, but yeah, I'm allowed so to pet just, Rachel's So pig. you're just petting pigs all over the yep. place? You're just yeah. petting pigs. Huh? School with just it. petting this girl's pig. So, all right. Either way. Uh, well, yeah. Shout out, shout out Jalen Dub. Your hair looks great. And uh, on that note, Jalen Dub. Is there anything is you'd a- like to say to the fans before we take off? The kid has to come back because we could just do a whole episode of my top 10 favorite Brad stories, which I haven't even touched on because I want the kid to tell his own story. But I have it. I have this kid falling off the boardwalk on a bicycle. I have him leaving, leaving uh, the remember the circus family comic when we were kids in the newspaper where it would show the kid with the, the dotted line showing where he explored throughout the neighborhood. Yeah. You remember that Sunday comic? Yeah. Uh, Brad did that with Cheese Whiz one time from 7-Eleven from his car into his house all the way to his bedroom. Cheese Whiz just throughout the house in a comical way. I have uh, I have so many. I have I could give you four hours of, of Brad hurting himself. Brad one time got stuck upside down at a restaurant on chairs and <laughs> had to be had to have the table removed from the wall to get him up. Um, wow, I, one my time, dad was hitting me for getting stuck. Oh, all of this while being punched by an adult. Uh, one time we ate pizza together and he had pizza on his hat. And I just I just wanted to know how it got there. And he got so upset that I was being mean to him. But I was like, no, no, you have it on your rude. hat. It's above your, yeah. your mouth. It I got on your head. To leave on the hat. I think everyone knows that you don't question a man's pizza on his hat. Um, That's the, just, yeah. I have been in, I don't know. Oh, I've been in a lot of fights in my life. The only right. person who's ever knocked me out my whole life is one and only Brad Richardson. Yeah. Only person that ever put me out, like black me out, Brad Richardson. How old uh, were you when this happened? He used the office chair. He snuck me while I came around the corner, and it, wow. it had the the four metal prong legs, you know, like a heavy wow. office metal chair, uh, and it caught me under the chin, and I stumbled into my bedroom, like kneeling position, and I I blacked out on my bed. He woke me up. And he was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, I was friendly. I was like, what are we doing? And he was like, huh? And I was like, what happened? He's like, nothing happened. You're here. We're both having yeah. a good time together. It's Love amazing. Each other. Yeah. Look at this nice. cheese. Well, wave. I guess now you have five stories <laughs> left because you just gave five of them away. Those are five. I get, yeah. I mean, that's just off yeah. the top of my head. The eating on the stairs went on for years alone. We just made this boy eat alone on the stairs because he nice. would not. Lots of basement dining. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nice. Well, good. Well, I can't wait to hear him the next time he's on. It'll be uh, a beautiful thing. Yeah. Shout out to Mozambique, Justin. My big Mozambique uh, affiliate, associate, supporter, and uh, one love. One love, Mozambique. Fan of the show. Listen to the show. So, nice. Well, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, Captain Jerkbeard, Tom Lavelle, and our guest today was the one and only Young Bradley, Brad Richardson. You can find all our content and all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk. At work if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. And please like and subscribe so the world doesn't crumble around me. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, stick around for the ad read. Thanks.
Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, T is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.